G'day and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we like to wrap up the week that was in sport. Drink a few Frothington Sundars, if you don't mind, and talk some absolute dribble. Big show planned for today. Lots of test cricket, Australia, Pakistan, India, Sri Lanka, West Indies, England. Rugby league is back. Rugby league. We'll recap the first week uh, that just finished over the weekend here and look at the round two matchups. Quick uh, review of the weeks that were in the NBA and soccer. And then a massive, massive bombshell today in the NFL. Dun, 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 dun. Brady's coming back. Season 23 <laughs> at the Bucks. A very happy man on my right there. Plus trades galore. Uh, happy man on my well, left too. Well, up, you're happy as well. Picked up Russell Wilson. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers yeah. hanging around Green Battle. Let's go. Um, we'll, we'll then have a look at UFC 272. Uh, Covington getting the win over Masvidal there. Mm-hmm. The F1 just around the corner uh, starts next weekend. And for the last hour of the show, we have the AFL starting this weekend. We'll get our Adelaide correspondent, Mickey the Reverend Steamson, the Ginger Ninja and AFL, <laughs> AFL fantasy guru himself, uh, get, she try to get him on the phone uh, to help us preview the upcoming AFL season. Hopefully no technical issues there. Please remember we have timestamps. If you want to skip to the sports that you like or if you're nuts for all things sport, just listen to the whole thing. We do have socials. Check them out. In uh, the Carlton Draft, we've got our Carlton Draft shirts on, uh, me and Mr Monkey here. Uh, 20% off if you want to get some Carlton Draft gear. Use the code ESKY. Uh, on my left, Sean, hello. How are you sleeping? You getting better and better? Oh yeah, not, not too bad. It's <laughs> up and down, depending on depending on the day, depending on how it's going. So, yeah, it's 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 been good. It's getting not there. too bad. Yeah, getting, getting there. there. Excellent. And how about you, Max? You've had a busy weekend uh, up to Sydney, looking at some rocks. Yep. Yeah. Well, rock rocks already rocks already sorted. Been sorted. Mm. Uh, so yeah, just looking at wedding bands. A lot of choices. Yeah, there is yep. a lot of options out there. Sure um, is. Yeah. Pretty busy weekend traveling, so um, yeah, it'd be good to just sit back and relax for a couple of hours and listen to you guys dribble. <laughs> just us, <laughs> fair enough. I'll, uh, have some, I'll have some input. <laughs> as we like to do, uh, just kick off the show. We like to shout a beer uh, to reward uh, some some play throughout the week or something that happened throughout the week that mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. Uh, rather enjoy. Sean, could you kick us off, please, with your shout a beer? <sighs> Definitely, and dressed appropriately. Sorry, I decided to pick on uh, the Denver theme this week mm. because uh, let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Uh, you got one of your men. You yes. were talking about it last yep. week. Was it going to be Rogers? Was it going to be Russell Wilson? Was it going to be Deshaun Watson? Watson? Yep. And yeah, Danger Russ. Danger Russ ends up being the pick. Uh, gave up a fair bit to him. We'll talk about that when we get in the NFL yeah. section. But it's good to be relevant again. That's probably the main <laughs> thing. It's taken seven years to get back to that point. But hey, you know, primetime media all talking about. Uh, Denver again, all the free agencies, well, free agents in free agency, which will start tomorrow, uh, wanting to come to Denver as well. Lots of all the chat. It's good to be relevant again. Uh, let's go chase those Super Bowl rings, baby. I like it. It's yep. still a long way to the season, but I love that. I, love <laughs> I was going to say, counting chickens early. <laughs> <laughs> Monks, uh, who you got for shout of beer this week? Yeah, this this week I'm going to go to the NBA. I'm going to shout a beer to Greg Popovich. So during the week, he broke the all-time coaching record um, with career wins mm-hmm. um, with his 1,336th win um, over the Jazz last mm-hmm. week. I think since then, I think they lost um, a game this week. I can't remember, but... Yeah, so he overtook uh, Don Nelson, um, who got his 
1,335, <laughs> I can't a talk fuck numbers. <laughs> a lot of games um, across five different teams over the span of 31-odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, Povich did it in 25 years as the head coach of the Spurs and the Spurs alone. Mm. Um, so yeah. six years quicker than six Don, years Don quicker. Nelson and at the one side. That's it, yeah. So, I, yeah, this rate probably be able to put a few more up mm. um, on Don and, mm. yeah, make that record his. Um, obviously, across that that span of his career, he's won five championships um, over four decades, mm. um, as it as it turns out, um, with our boy Paddy Mills uh, on that 13-14 championship team. Canberra represent. That's it. Um, some other noticeable, notable players, I suppose, who's played under um, Povich. Uh, we've got Tim Duncan, Bruce Bowen, Tony Parker, and Steve Kerr, who, as we all know, is currently yeah. coaching the um, Golden State Warriors. Um, so, yeah. An excellent, excellent career uh, out of Big Pop and uh, doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. No, it doesn't. Although the Spurs, a little bit of a shadow there for myself at the moment. Definitely <laughs> a little in a, bit. In a rebuilding phase, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. uh, kudos to you there, Pop. Uh, very, yep. very deserving of a beer. Very much so. Um, sorry, yeah, I'll just quickly f- end on that. He's, so his winning percentage at the moment is 65.8% as well. Jesus, pretty <laughs> basketball. <laughs> That's it. And who have you got this week? Uh, I've got, uh, b- coming back to Australia, Michele Ravalawa scored a hat-trick for the Dragons. Uh, I was getting way ahead Very of myself. Nice. Texas boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dragons winning the eight and buying grand final tickets. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, yeah, we do play a team called Penrith this week, so that'll be <laughs> pretty interesting to see what happens there. But uh, yeah, the Fijian winger had a hat trick. He's uh, very, very dangerous from inside five or ten meters. Some excellent finishes, uh, and yeah, got definitely got the arousal levels high uh, at my house on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Can imagine so. Mop of the week, a uh, bit, bit of an unusual one here. We saw a little t- bit funny. Yeah, we saw it today. The Memphis Grizzlies and uh, OKC Thunder uh, <laughs> line up on the court, and they were all in their white. <laughs> ger- yep. Both teams wearing all white. All white. Generally, in both the in, in their home team. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, generally in the NBA, uh, what the home team wears white. Uh, Memphis were away here, and for whatever reason, uh, the kit managers hadn't spoken to each other, and they were, were <laughs> they were out on the court. Everyone was out on the court, all wearing white, and the Grizzlies got sent back in to change into uh, their away kit. Uh, how that yeah. happens in the NBA at the elite level, kind of beyond <laughs> me. Uh, kind of funny. Uh, yeah, that's that's the mop of the week this week is the, yeah. kit, the kit managers for that game. <laughs> At least they brought their away kit with them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine. Like, uh, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I didn't bring it with yeah. us. Yeah. Imagine packing only one bag. <laughs> and it's funny that they literally realised at the tip. Like, yeah. everyone was out there and like, hang on a minute. <laughs> we are white. That's it. Well, apparently this isn't the first time that's, hap- oh, that's happened to joking. OKC. Apparently yeah. when they versed Atlanta last season, yeah. um, both teams were in their red kits. Okay. And I think they ended up playing that game as well. Really? Yeah, so. <laughs> so that would have been difficult viewing. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Uh, we'll jump over to some cricket, boys. Yeah, uh, it's, it's stuck into it. Yeah, w- a quick recap of the first test uh, between Pakistan and Australia. Very underwhelming result in the end in the Ralpindi Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the ICC came out and said uh, that the deck was f- was fair, uh, which is below good and above poor. <laughs> um, interesting take there, considering there was 14 wickets in the entire test. Uh, well, I think the point is it was playable. It just very wasn't. Pl- very uh, yeah. playable. There's just there wasn't. You, you know, there were, there's 
the poor would be like, hey, there's landmines, the whole thing's falling apart and it's, yeah, it's, it's da- bouncing it's all over. But like, it's dangerous. Yeah. That's the poor. But yeah, this wasn't dangerous. It was just uh, maybe boring. Boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the word. Boring. Uh, but credit where credit's due, uh, the Pakistanis only lost four wickets throughout the entire test match. Uh, we were talking about... Uh, the possibility of Mitchell Schwepson uh, coming into the side. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about the second test in a minute, but that uh, has come to fruition. Very memorable test for some young Pakistani openers. Uh, of course, Imam al Haq, we already spoke about him getting a ton in the in the first uh, innings, a big 157 out of him. Uh, he backed mm-hmm. it up with an unbeaten ton in the second, uh, as did Abdullah Shafiq, uh, both scoring tons in the second innings there for Pakistan. Four centuries uh, for the Pakistanis. Yeah, you can say it's a road, yada, yada. Uh, but you've got to go out there and still score a run. So pretty, uh, pretty impressive uh, there from the Pakistani top order. Uh, as for the Aussies, no tons in our 459. Uh, Kawaja, 97, minus 90. So both a little bit unlucky. Smudge, 78. Warner, 68. Uh, probably Naman Ali, uh, the pick of the Pakistani bowlers. A very, very underwhel- underwhelming test match. Um, but yeah, draw. We spoke about it this time last week saying draw. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we said yeah. it was on day two. Yeah. On day two, we, 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 still, we were still paying a dollar eighty at that yeah, point. No one, so. Yeah, no one, no one loaded up. Did, we did lose a little bit of play to rain, um, and then a wet mm. outfield or something. They just couldn't get back out there. Uh, quite an underwhelming test match. Yes, yeah. Talk about the second one, which uh, is the exact same point as we were last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, day two uh, in the in the books uh, and. Very similar, just the other way around with yep. the Aussies yeah. out there scoring bulk runs. Um, started off um, with the news that Mitch Schwepson would be into mm-hmm. the Australian side, and you called it. Yep. <laughs> Josh Hazelwood misses out. Very interesting. Yeah. I thought uh, he was one of the pick of our bowlers. Uh, but like you said, maybe too similar to Cummins yeah, in, in what they provide. I agree. Um, they wanted you know Stark uh, to be able to bowl some left-arm thunderbolts uh, mm-hmm. by the, by mm-hmm. the looks. Uh, but, yeah, maybe Hazelwood a little bit unlucky to miss out. Anyway, someone had to give. And very uh, much looking forward to the long-awaited debut of Mitch Swepson, quite serendipitous, uh, with mm. the passing of Shane Warne last week, uh, who's always been on uh, the, the the camp for, for Mitch Swepson, uh, wanting to mm. get uh, him uh, involved in Australian Test cricket. So... Uh, he's got his wish there, Shane Warne. Yeah, and it's, it looked like the Pakistanis were getting a bit of turn as well on that pi- the pitch they're playing on, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think we mentioned. It, looked, it was very, very white, I think, was the main thing. It looked like they'd put a whole bunch of, uh, you know, good beach sand on it um, for the kind of colour it was good in that. But I, I wonder if they were trying to make quick changes to it after <laughs> what had happened in the previous <laughs> test. And they, don't think, uh, don't think it worked. No, it didn't work. It's, um, it, it looked like it was crumbling a little bit more around the footmarks Earlier and then last, but still, like the whole middle part of the pitch is still rock, rock solid, rock hard. Um, what so about the, what about the square? They've yeah. got all those practice decks, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. and side, the way they cut the, side, and the way they cut the outfield as well in the oh, big circles. It, it looks wavy. Like, yeah, it looks oh. it looks pretty ordinary. <laughs> yes. uh, I'd hate to be fielding anywhere, uh, sort of nah. <laughs> in the yeah. in the inner circle. There, you'd be uh, taking a bit of uh, bark off the off the elbows. I reckon <laughs> diving for some of those balls. Uh, nonetheless, I tell you, someone who fucking enjoyed it out there, <laughs> yes. Usman Kawaja, uh, he is in some unbelievable form. We'll start just uh, just quickly f- uh, at the top. Dave Warner mm-hmm. uh, had a little bit of luck early on. He, he sneaked up a few. They fell short of the slips. Uh, he uh, 
Um, his, his luck ran out on 36. That was a really nice ball from Fahim. Uh, just mm. did enough to make him play. Yeah, and a little bit of C movement. Yeah. Got enough to tickle the bat on the way through. Away through to the keeper. Then Marnus ran out uh, on zero. Uh, There's a bee's dick in yeah. this one. Quick yeah. single, but yeah. You know, test cricket straight to the fielder, like yeah, straight to, straight to mid off. Wanted to get off off the mark. But uh, he, I, I thought, I know he wanted to get off the mark, but mm. he's only faced nine balls. Like mm. I, I don't think he needed to be so um, aggressive at that point. Yeah, it's and not it, like he'd face thirty and still be on a knot. Like oh, I really need to run here. Yeah, like, um, I suppose I hindsight's twenty twenty. There was agree. a bee's dick in it, but but yeah, straight to mid off. Who had pretty much all three three stumps to aim at there. Sajid well, Khan threw him down. I, I reckon yeah, Manas yeah. probably thought that oh, he's going to have to pick pick this up really cleanly mm. and get it off. I'm probably going to be safe, but he, yeah. he did a good job, kind of going around the ball, yeah. picking up with one hand and just getting it off straight away. Like it was. Um, a good job and hit the right peg and that was it. Great uh, great um, bit of fielding there from Sajid Khan mm. to uh, run out uh, one of the most dangerous batsmen in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we saw a massive partnership between Usman Khawaja and Steve Smith. Usman, uh, of course, dismissed for 97 in Raul Pindi, uh, you know, just missing out. Um, and, and he went on this time. How about his form? So we had the back-to-back tons in mm-hmm. Sydney, his recall back into the... Uh, test side after a few years in the wilderness. Uh, missed out in Hobart. Yeah. And then 97 and 160. So three um, tons out of his last six innings since coming back into the side and three runs away from being four tons out of six. He's in an absolute purple patch. He plays a spin so well and it would have meant a lot to him scoring a ton uh, in the country of his birth. Well, and and the locals getting around him a fair bit as well. They received a, a lot of applause from mm. the from the Karachi uh, home fan uh, home. Fans there. I think he was saying as well. His family, are, I think, is originally from Karachi. Mm. So uh, outside, of, he's saying outside of like him and his brothers, like everyone else, my family was born here. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it was great to get it and say his native home of his family. Yeah. Um, to put on a big, big ton and 160, and he got a good seed. I think to bowl him out there as well from Khan. Yeah. So yeah, a bit of turn there, like we're talking about. Uh, there seems to be a little bit in this deck, maybe mm. for the spinners compared to last time. A really nice uh, ball just dropped, you know, dragged him forward and and took the top of his off stump. It was four and a half sessions in before they they got him. Imagine batting for four <laughs> sessions. Good, <laughs> goodness gracious! Yeah, you've never been there, perhaps. No. <laughs> Mate, batting for a session is unbelievable. I reckon at a, at a sort of lower level. Uh, I can't imagine batting uh, for four and a half. Yeah. Um, Smudge sort of made a start, missed out uh, again. again yeah. uh, three, I think f- uh, two. his last two innings had been in the 70s and the one before that I think was 67. Yep. He's made six tons, uh, uh, six fifties rather, since his last ton, which was against India at the SCG. Mm-hmm. So about 14 months since Smudge turned up in... Um, test cricket um, Definitely mm. making the starts And he didn't really look like getting out um, Until he got dismissed uh, From an absolute screamer of a catch Diving to his left from Fahim Ashraf uh, In the second last over Yeah it was, it was very late in the day at that point so. Yeah um, Enter Nathan Lyon He got dro- he got dropped actually uh, <laughs> As a very tough chance for Imam or Huck At short leg there uh, Put it r- yep. uh, right between his hands Pretty much <laughs> hit him in the gut And then dropped <laughs> Uh, oh. they're, they're always hard when they, you know, you feel it in a short leg, you're expecting bat pad when it comes yeah, straight at yeah. you like yeah, that. Yeah. They're pretty hard, to, pretty hard to catch. And Nathan Lyon, pretty good effort, uh, making 38 runs uh, as a night watchman. 20-odd uh, for Travis Head and Cam Green. And then Alex Carey, we spoke about Kawaja <laughs> just missing out. Uh, last, last test, getting out for 97. 
Alex Carey just missed out after playing the sweep shot very well throughout. He got bowled by Baba Azam of all people. Baba's mm-hmm. second test wicket uh, playing the sweep shot. Uh, he fell seven agonisingly. Uh, agonising runs short of his maiden test century. Um, you boys see him falling into the pool earlier. earlier yeah, 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 yeah. Just, uh, oh, I think, distracted by the phone, just yeah. going for a little wander, and <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, I one forgot. foot misses and he's in the pool. Forgot where he's, uh, uh, where he's walking. Uh, yeah. I think he, he owned it, though. He was just like, oh, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's yeah, you fun. have to. I wonder how his phone is. I think he, that was the first Toast. thing. He, yeah, he tried to chuck it out uh, <laughs> as soon as uh, as soon as he hit the, hit the water and absolutely copping it from all the boys, all sharing their different angles of him <laughs> falling in the pool. Uh, there's a bit of security camera footage yeah. and, uh, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, someone must have had their phone out as well because mm-hmm. uh, there's about, I was saying about seven different <laughs> angles of it. <laughs> uh, more replays than they do for Snicker. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, but, yeah, really, really good to see Kerry making a fair few runs. I think mm. that was only his second 50 uh, so far in the test side. Um, and yeah, you feel pretty unlucky, I think. Uh, you know, trying to play a big sweep shot, which you've been playing well all day to fucking Baba Azam. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, declared eight for five hundred and five. Uh, we're about an hour and a half off play this afternoon. I'm really looking forward to seeing Mitch Swifton's debut. Uh, and yeah, yep. hope, hopefully we can take some wickets and we don't have another, <laughs> you know, r- run fest. You know, boring draw. Mm-hmm. What did you? Cummins got a bit of heat um, for going out to bat uh, in this with three overs to go mm. um, yesterday afternoon. Well, mm. late late evening. Um, I think he was probably okay because by the time they switched over, the bowls everything like to switch. They would have lost nearly all those overs and maybe have got one if if any yeah. if they'd spent all that time. Mm. So yeah. I think and it was okay. And they were try. Obviously, they wanted Kerry to try and get a ton. Yeah, they probably could have declared. You know, five overs earlier and yeah. left Carey stranded on about mm. eight, 80 odd and said, come in and we'll have a have a bowl at is this evening. Uh, so sometimes, you know, they try and do the right thing uh, yeah. for the individual and maybe it wasn't the best uh, call for the uh, for the team in that situation. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for eight for 505, does it really matter if they were seven for 480? Does it change things yeah. that much? In do you, the, do you in think they were, my other question was going, do you think they were aggressive enough on day two? Yeah, they they scored a little bit slowly. It's because yeah. because I look at it, they scored two fifty on day one, and they scored two fifty on day two. Like I, I yeah. would have thought, um, after well, Kwaji got his hundred, and the, you know the guys are in there that maybe push a little bit harder, trying to get you know not a whole session, but at least get a decent chunk of the last. Yeah, well, well Kawaja and Smudge they they struck at thirty three and forty three, so. Uh, you know, really took their time, chewed mm. up a few balls, gets them gets that's to a point where you're probably not going to lose this test. It's, no, it's just agree. a factor of if it's, if it's yeah. going to be a draw or, or can you win it. Uh, Kerry put push the envelope a little bit. You know, stri- striking nearly at about sixty. I think he had to to catch up to get them into the, into the, this position now. Yeah, but I think overall it was probably still a little bit slow. Possibly, um, possibly. It's 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 really quite weird how reminiscent this game is of the first test mm-hmm. just with the roles reversed yeah, exactly of uh you know we, we thought oh Pakistan uh you know batted for two days and they only made you know for 480 or whatever it yeah. was uh yeah maybe they could have scored a little bit quicker uh seems mm. like it's the exact same kind of scenario here mm. and yeah it does make you wonder uh could we have gone touch more aggressive and really tried to pl- you know Bring the win, uh, you know, into the forefront and not the draw being the favourite. Monks, I can see mm. that you've got the odds there. What's a draw paying? It's pretty short. Yeah, it's well, it's shorter than the first test. So it's sitting at $1.47 at the moment with yeah. Australia um, as winners of the test. Sorry, as of the match at $2.80. Mm. 
Pakistan uh, at 31. 31, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three days to go. Would you would you think for Australia win it from here, they won't bat again? Yeah, possibly. Uh, I don't. From what I've seen, we, you know, we've only taken four wickets so far in this mm. whole test. I can't. Mm. I can't see. I can't see that happening. Later. Yeah, I can't see us taking twenty in three yeah. days unless this pitch absolutely crumbles and and turns to shit. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd be thinking the draws. Uh, you know, pretty firm favourite for a reason again here. Yep. Yeah. Happy. Yes. See. See. So, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, see how we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think the comparison, we'll get to India versus Sri Lanka. Like they're playing on, uh, you know, a road out in the outback, whereas the, the guys in Pakistan are playing on the autobahn. Like there's such a different kind of pitch um, comparison. So, yeah. anyway, it is what it is. Lots, lots, lots of runs. Enjoy enjoy the great um, uh, run scoring in the Australian game, but it's yeah, not much there for the bowlers, I think, unfortunately. And the, and the complete opposite to Dan in India. It's, uh, we're, we're getting really quite used to these three-and-a-half-day test matches <laughs> in, in India. Uh, India made 252, so Sri Lanka would have been pretty happy. Uh, Shreyas Iyer, 92 out of that. Three wickets each for Lasith Mbuldania and Praveen Jaya Wikrama. Um, yeah, Kohli d- didn't bother the scorers that much again. 20-odd, still searching for that, mm. that test ton. Uh, Shreyas I, I think he's been really, really good um, addition to the Indian batting lineup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jadu didn't go nuts this this game <laughs> after his 175, and not, he got nine wickets in that last game as well. Yep. Uh, the first mm. time that that's ever been done, it would have been amazing if he managed to get the ten for. Mm. Um, and then Sri Lanka just absolutely bamboozled for 109. Jasprit Bumrah had uh, the ball. On a on a uh, string, uh, five for twenty four for him. Angelo Matthews, the only Sri Lankan that really mm. offered any resistance. Uh, and then India go out again off the back of Shreyas Iyer and Rishabh Pant this time. Uh, nine for three three declared. Sri Lankan need an absolute fuckload. Yep. Um, and yeah, Kohli's test average has dropped under fifty for the first time in two thousand seven. That's uh, first time since two thousand seventeen uh, after being in the in the high fifties for quite some time mm. throughout that. Um, well, 2019 still the last ton, so he's still yeah, chasing t- it, yeah, of course. Couple years, uh, couple years. Yeah, but it's you know I think his average is like 49.9 or something. Yeah, like it's only it's just for yeah. it's just for one under, but yeah. it's it's still a kind of a reflection of where he's at, um, struggling to kind of put those big totals together. Uh, getting good mm. starts. He's Love got plenty start, of yeah, starts. I was making a start. Kind of what Steve Smith's good doing at the yeah, moment, getting, yeah. getting in those 70s yeah. and uh, not being able to convert those into big tons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. They're not going to bat again in this one, of course, and they should win this handily, you'd think. Yep. Um, mm. Unless Sri Lanka somehow manages to bat out the rest of this test, which I uh, doubt. Uh, well, I don't, it's not going to be a draw. <laughs> it, it'll, if, uh, if Sri Lanka are able to make the 400 and something. Yeah, 450. Uh, that, yeah, that they need. Uh, it would be an absolute miracle. But, yeah, you don't see this one ending in a draw. It, yeah, it is, it's one of those mental things with the, mm. the average dropping below 50. Yeah, of yeah. course, mm. you know, what is um, – a tenth of a hundred in terms of your average, uh, you know, who who really gives a I fuck? I think it's just, it's just, a, it's it's just that a, mental thing. It's like ninety nine versus a hundred, you yeah. know. The, yeah. the, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make that much difference, mm. but it's that mental thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's I, very true. I think yeah. it's also a talking point. Like it's it gets gets all the, you know, we're three three bums in a in a basement talking about <laughs> it, but in India, it's a, it's a major news headline. Like yeah. it's like, hey, Cole, yeah. has he fallen off? That's like that's what it'll lead with. Uh, finally, you know, average under fifty has. Has his time come or some mm. shit like that? Like that's mm. that's what'll sell well, papers. But yeah, and that's sort of like what we've talked about before. We're wondering if being captain was putting too much pressure on him to mm. get mm. that that to ton up. Mm. Um, he's not captain anymore. Like this is only his first test back after being up 
Second. Yeah. Second. Second. Sorry. Yeah. But it's yeah. the first series. I get first what you're going. Yeah, first sorry, series. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's still got stuff to work on, I'm assuming, in the background. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I, I like, we've spoken about it before. Do we ever see Virat Coley getting dropped from this side? <laughs> nah. <laughs> not in a hurry, no. Not in no. a hurry. But, yeah, if, again, if there's another, you know, few series like this where he's still struggling, mm. yeah, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yep. And we always talk about the depth that India has. There'd be uh, there'd be five guys, you know, that will all be putting their hand up to try and crack into that India starting eleven. Definitely, definitely. Mm. What's the last thing that's been happening in cricket, baby? Uh, the Windies have been playing England. Uh, this uh, match ended in a draw. A very different looking English side compared to the one that we had down here under for the Ashes. Mm. Uh, Alex Lee's Dan Lawrence, Ben Folks, all go in. Uh, Joe Root left the ball that took the top of his off peg. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, one of the most annoying things in cricket. Yep. Uh, he, had, yep. uh, he got off to a good start. Um, and then big Johnny Bairstow <laughs> absolutely put them on his back with 140, uh, 21 boundaries in that knock. Uh, he's in some pretty good nick himself. Um, yep. Yeah, Johnny Bairstow, he, he must be listening to the Esky. He, <laughs> he, he, we, we named a pudgy 11 and we had him keep her in the pudgy 11. But it doesn't matter if you score runs. It doesn't matter if you carry an extra few kilos. Um, and Kruma Bonner, actually, the young West Indian, uh, got the man of the match for this one. He had 123 and then 30-odd uh, not. Uh, and tons to Zach Crawley and Joe Root. Mm. Uh, this game ended in another draw. Yeah, well, I guess uh, by that point, the Windies did enough to, to bat out the day, bat out the game. That second test will be starting shortly. Yes. Yep. Also have South Africa, Bangladesh upcoming in mm-hmm. the Women's World Cup is currently underway. We might uh, have a little bit of a look at that when it comes finals time. I think the Aussie girls are looking quite good there. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Marsh Cup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Marsh Cup final. <laughs> Who had a winner? WA. WA uh, did, did they win- play in New South Wales after New South Wales played two games? Or yeah, New, I think New South Wales literally made the final with two <laughs> two games and three washouts. Uh, the Marsh Cup been all over the place. Uh, COVID and border uh, lockdowns and rain. Well, yeah, it's floods like all up and down the east coast. Yeah, of Australia, made it very so. difficult. But WA uh, avenging their loss against New South Wales mm-hmm. uh, last year. Uh, and a ripping, ripping catch from Hilton Cartwright to dismiss Moses on Reeks uh, to essentially uh, claim claim victory for the Western Australians. Uh, it was a bit of a weird one, a bit of a low-scoring game, uh, a lot of input uh, from the lower order uh, of WA. That I think the top order didn't do too much at all. Um, yeah, if you don't mind scrolling down there, Monks, who was it? It was uh, Jai, Jai Richardson, Jason Berendorf, mm-hmm. Matt Kelly, uh, all down the, down the bottom uh, there. Uh, chipping yeah. in after a pretty lackluster start uh, at the top of the order there. And uh, it was Moises Henriques uh, doing his best. Uh, and then when uh, Hilton Cartwright uh, took a screamer to dismiss him, uh, it was all up to Dan Sams and Ben Dorsus. Uh, they couldn't quite get the job done. New South Wales falling about 20 runs short there. WA taking yeah. out uh, the Marsh Cup for the year. Cricket done. That will do us. Rugby yeah. is back. <laughs> Dragons win. Uh, Raiders <laughs> Season's win. Season's done. Broncos <laughs> win. There's a few, few uh, happy boys yeah. sitting at this table. Uh, the way that we will do this, I know it is only Monday. We don't have teams out just, that, just yet, but we'll look at the upcoming fixtures uh, in round two and uh, allude back to the results from round one. Storm, mm. Rabbitohs, massive game Thursday night, Amy Park. The Storm 
Uh, did get a win over the Tigers, but it came at a massive cost. Well, they're behind a lot in that game as well. They had well, to that, battle back to get into that. But well, yeah. they were down mm. 14-4, I believe, at, at one stage. The West Tigers, uh, you know, who would have predicted that? They mm. did show a lot of grit. A I lot think they of, played 15 as well for most of this match. Yeah, too. well, well, Welch and, well, Welch, yeah. Welch and Jennings, uh, Actually, but, no, but both could be gone. 14, so. Yeah, both could be gone. Um for the whole year, yeah. Uh, well, so I think they confirmed. Yeah, confirmed Achilles. Achilles so. Ruptured Achilles. George and Jennings. I believe he's gone to the Dolphins. Yeah, can you chase that up? Just so you confirm. So yeah, the, the, the Kafusi boys definitely are. I don't and know. A lot of the Storm forward back is going to um, to the to the Dolphins. Um, um, George Jennings with the knee. I yeah, think well, they're going to say that was ACL. Yeah, well, well, both so. these guys non-contact injuries. Off, you know, way off. Um, off being contact, you never like to see it. Um, yeah, so, see yeah, thinking thinking of them both. And Brandon Smith broke his hand in the first five minutes. So, the fact that they were able to rally and win this game, pretty unreal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, rookie Tyron Wishart got some big minutes in the place of Brandon Smith. Uh, Harry Grant, of course, missing the game through suspension. He's the son of Illawarra Steelers legend Rod Wishart. So, good to see, um, you know, a bit of father-son kind of stuff going on in the um, in the NRL. Jerome Hughes... Uh, for mind uh, the best in that game against the Tigers. And the Rabbits, mm. very, very underwhelming um, in their loss to the Broncos. Uh, Dolphins miss out. Christian Welch, he has yep. resigned. Resigned through to 2025. Oh, there you go. There we go. Yep. Yeah, there, I do remember all those all those rumours about it. But <laughs> yeah. Still, uh, so it's a huge loss for the Storm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. On, your, on the Rabbits, underwhelming and... I think uh, Adam Reynolds was missed by both clubs <laughs> in that game. So wow, um, I think <laughs> Wayne is an even bigger out for the Rabbits. Um, Wayne Bennett, that is. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So uh, Jason Dimitri, big big shoes to fill, doesn't he? Does. He's filling shoes of the current goat. So like yeah. it's gonna that's gonna be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, after that game, um, Major Johns was saying the last team that was su- successful after Wayne Bennett left the team mm. was like the 1988 Raiders. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's uh, every a other long team. Time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Every other team after Bennett's left has sort of taken a bit of a dip. Yeah, but right. T- can you find out who took over? Uh, it was Tim Sheens, I think, that took over. I from think straight. Wayne. Yeah, I believe so. Bennett. So, uh, I, th- I think that's a decent replacement. There. <laughs> <laughs> and Bennett was only there for a year, I think, his first <laughs> year coaching an NRL side. Yeah. Uh, Lachlan Elias, a little bit quiet. Uh, he's the, the rookie that will be uh, wearing the seven for the Rabbitohs. It's going to be a big challenge because mm. I think. Walker really needs that kind of support, I think. Yeah. Because if you give him, you know, too much, um, not free reign, but he, he, it's too much on his shoulders. I think he needs, needs. He's more of a ball player than a mm. than a like a set piece like manager and yeah, trying to set it and up. Doesn't doesn't have the kicking game of Reynolds. Like who, no, who really who, does? No one does. Who really yeah. does have the kicking game of Reynolds right, yeah. outside of maybe Nathan Cleary? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> intercepts when Cody Walker is like a fat kid in cake. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Of, it's a bit of a thing in his game, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who have we got here, lads? Monks, have you got the odds? Storm for me. Yeah, I've got the storm here. Uh, cattle coming back. Harry Grant, Cam Munster, obviously. We spoke uh, at length about the, the losses of Welch and Jennings, and Smith will be out for at least a month. Um, massive, massive blows, but uh, getting two of the better players in the NRL back yeah. uh, can't do them any harm. Uh, in Melbourne, I've got the storm. Mm. Yeah, I'll go the storm. Here as well, uh, they are favourites. Dollar thirty nine. The rabbits are out at three dollars at the moment. A touch shorter than I probably would have liked. Uh, given, yeah, given this early on in the season. Yeah, this early on in the year, they were underwhelming in their win against the Tigers, despite uh, showing mm. a bit of grit. Um, yeah, I'd 
probably want a little bit more value than that. Uh, but yeah, three mm. three storms here, eh? Yep. Um, yeah, and on that, the line is seven and a half. Yeah, rabbits know Latrell. I think um, not not heading in the right direction currently. How different are they without mm. Latrell? It's yeah. Oh. We spoke it's about oh, night, all, night their, all their structures are built around yeah. him. Him and Cody are like that's. It's just a yeah. you know they're completely out of sync without him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting to see what they looks like when he's back. Match of the round, boys. Dragons, Panthers, six o'clock <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> 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 Uh, Dragons did get the win uh, against Warriors on the Sunshine Coast, so yeah. I shouted a beer to Michaela. I, I, I got to say for that hat trick. Yeah, I got to say Dragons Warriors was probably the worst game I didn't watch this week. So <laughs> the worst game you didn't watch. <laughs> I'm just talking shit. Uh, <laughs> Bulldogs Cowboys in the rain. Uh, uh, that was pretty dreadful. <laughs> uh, no Tarek Sims uh, in the side for the Dragons. He's a healthy scratch. There's a lot of trade talks. Yeah, so. sounds like he's on the move. Yeah. He was uh, one of the Blues' best forwards in Origin last year. Mm-hmm. Melbourne seems to be That's interested in acquiring him. Uh, Aaron mm-hmm. Woods did his hammy pretty early on. Won't mm-hmm. expect to see him. Um, and, yeah, no Cleary, no worries for the Panthers. Uh, I think a few of us tipped Manly. Uh, that <laughs> aged very, very well. Uh, hammered Manly 28-6. Sean O'Sullivan playing seven, and he looked very, very good. So I think that was the biggest margin of the week last round, which was, I think... Yeah. Worth noting because we were used to the forty to four drubbings from last year. So well, that was um, yeah. every every game this this round except that one was pretty close. So within within a couple of tries. So um, nothing really kind of blew out to the point where um, you know you turn it off at half time because they're, they're running up mm. the scores. Yeah, so. Knights Knights Roosters fourteen points, but yeah, but but by far the uh, the, mm. the biggest uh, margin there. And yeah, the the games were relatively close this week. A couple mm. of upsets. And not that high scoring either. No. There was uh, oh, we yeah. saw a fair few points in Parramatta and Gold Coast, uh, but outside of that, not very high scoring games. Mm-hmm. Tell you who was really good, Liam Martin uh, into the starting side with uh, Kurt Capewell uh, going up to the Bronx. He played eighty minutes. He was excellent. And Isaiah Yo has to be the best ball playing thirteen <laughs> in the game. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan yep. uh, maybe was made to look very good, uh, f- you know, from from Isaiah Yo's ability. <laughs> Uh, to, to play as like a third half. Mm. Uh, young Isaac Targo uh, in the centres, uh, filling the big shoes of Matt Burton. He was very good. Uh, Panthers firmed as, as premiership favours. I think there's a good reason for that. They're about $4. Uh, and they'll stra- start this game with strong favourites. Uh, a couple of Judas here's here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's pretty hard to tip against yeah, Panthers, yeah. Panthers as much as Where, I'd love to what's, see, see What's the guy with Cleary? I've heard three to four weeks. Yeah, three, three is what I'm hearing. Uh, again, it's Monday here. Strange Monday, pu- uh, public holiday, Canberra Day down here. Mm-hmm. Unusual for us to be podcasting on a Monday. It's just the way it worked out this week. Uh, it's so better yeah. than work, so that's all good. Yeah, bloody oath. Uh, so <laughs> uh, no teams available just yet. Yeah, the... All the chat that I'm hearing is clear. He definitely won't be playing in this one and may be back for round three or round four. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, mm. latest reports is three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think they can be safe against the Dragons. They'll be right. So, Penrith for me. <laughs> Couple of Judases. Yeah, no, that's it. They are favourites, $1.28 at the moment. Uh, Dragons are out at $3.75. We've got a line of 10 and a half. Yeah, maybe it's a dr- one-eyed Dragons fan, I'd be thinking about taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully keep it close. 
All right. Uh, Friday night, the 8 o'clock game, two teams, uh, highly touted teams, uh, are coming off losses. Uh, I am talking about the Roosters and Manly. Uh, the Roosters absolutely outclassed by the Knights. Sam Verrills was unavailable. Mm-hmm. He broke his thumb at training. So Connor Watson got most of the run at nine. Kieran Walker, very quiet. Um, haven't really played that much together. Vic, Victor yeah. Radley got concussed, uh, just doing some Radley stuff, flying out of the line, <laughs> having having a head clash. Uh, I was actually playing a bit of golf uh, uh, in the Newcastle Roosters game. Mm-hmm. You reckon the surface was pretty ordinary? Look, looked like a Karachi surface, did it? Oh, well, that would be rock hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was more of uh, the turf, they were kicking up turf or pulling uh, apart, a bit so. loose. Uh, all the rain that I've had up there, yeah, um, yep. uh, not unsurprising. I think your point on the halves probably not playing well together. They're just in jail though. But yeah. from what I've seen, it's just they were so off. And with Teddy uh, being in the news last week for some you know racist comments, and that maybe playing on his mind a little bit because he had a really bad game, a mm. um, mm. bit of drop ball. Uh, do I think it's going to help them against Manly? They did have a bad week um, against Penrith, but I think Penrith just defended so well. Um, they really couldn't get into the, what Manly like to do, which is spread out the edges and go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with against the Roosters, they're probably going to get a lot more opportunities. So I might go Manly in this one. Oh, I like it. I like it. Uh, hard one to tip because both these teams we thought would be very good um, this year and both looked yeah. really shit last weekend. Um, so, yeah, I'll... I'm a bit split. I'm going to go the Roosters, but I have no confidence. Early early in the year, rugby league's quite hard to pick, isn't it? It's real hard. I think I got maybe like two tips correct oh. last week. <laughs> I maybe got a few of those later games um, up as well. But I think I had five. wasn't too bad. I was like four in a row losses <laughs> at the start of the um, round. Sure was um, chasing it just, up. Uh, quick, yeah. uh, four of eight for me. Half, yeah. half of me. <laughs> Not, not, not a great round for tipping or betting, I'd say. No, no. Um, and, yeah, this game's going to be very hard. Um, I did back Manly in last week. I'll do it again. There yeah. are underdogs at $2, but only just with the Roosters out at $1.80. Uh, line of one and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's pretty hard to yeah. split these two teams uh, given uh, how poorly they both played and how good their rosters are. Mm. Saturday, 3 o'clock, we've got the Gold Coast Titans uh, taking on the New Zealand Warriors up there at Seabus Super Stadium. Both teams coming off losses. Uh, Dallin Watini-Zelezniak had a badly broken thumb. Uh, the, the NRL physio shared the uh, x-ray of his thumb. Uh, check that out. It's not <laughs> nice whatsoever. He did play out the game, but he'll miss close to six weeks. Uh, Sean Johnson, first game back at the Warriors. Uh, wasn't electrifying. Didn't look too bad, I didn't think. Um, and the Titans went very close against the Eels in that high-scoring game yesterday. Uh, AJ Brimson, uh, a late scratching with groin soreness, expecting him to be back for the Titans. Uh, what do we got here, lads? Oh, I've, I'm going to go the Gold Coast Titans uh, up there at home. Um, I think they should get the job done. Yeah, I'm going to pick Titans as well. they still got the same problem as last year, though. They leak a lot of points. Leak a lot of points. Yeah, mm. yeah their defence. So I think it's going to be a problem for them going forward. Um, but other than that, they've got a lot of talent there. So I think that they should. Warriors, uh, unfortunately, don't. Um, they've got a really... Uh, well, I guess they go under the radar because they are a New Zealand team that they... You know, none of their players can really get big star treatment out, sort of, outside of Sean Johnson. But... Um, mm. They just got a very quiet roster um, by all accounts. So, and what we kind of failed to uh, talk about last week is just how much it 
how much it uh, plays on them having to play away from yeah, home well, this is again this year's third, third season. Third season. Yeah. 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 Um and then we're talking about another New Zealand team during the week. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think what was the chat? That all the club bosses had agreed that if they were gonna add another team would be a second team in New Zealand. Yep. So yeah. But you know, deserve it. Let's just yeah, play against the games back there. Yeah, well, yeah, you gotta play games in New Zealand first to add <laughs> another New Zealand team. Anyway. Yeah. Nice. No, you do. Um yeah, probably can't go past the Titans on this one. Uh they are favourites a dollar fifty. The Warriors are out at two dollars sixty at the moment. Um and we have a line of five and a half. Moving forward, the Sharks take on the Eels points bet stadium. Cronulla nearly stealing a win. Uh, in Canberra mm. on Friday night, one of the better games of the round. Nico Hines, thoughts? I thought he was a little bit quiet in the first half and then he showed a lot of promise in that second. Uh, hard, you know, what we're talking about Lachlan Elias before to to judge a seven after just one game, uh, mm. in, you know, with, with Luke Keary coming black, back. Uh, he is so proven uh, as a seven, but even he had a bit of a quiet game. Mm. I thought Nico looked quite good, especially in that second half. Thoughts? Yeah, th- mm. I think the Hines and Moyland um, combination, they just go, again, go work on it, mm. find out what works for them. They're both more running ball players than yeah, they are, yeah. um, you know, elite passing or kicking game. So I think they're just got to find what works for them and who takes what um, mm. going forward. But the Sharks, like we said, they've got talent. Um, they definitely push the Raiders there, and we'll talk about them in a second. Uh, Eels, though, you know, they scored a bunch of tries against the Titans. Mm. Not There's a... Uh, I think there was a bit of a run-in for a few of the Eels stars at a nightclub over the <laughs> over mm. the weekend, of course, um, <laughs> with a former player that we'd rather not talk about. Um, I don't think it was too much. I, I don't think it's a, a, a bit of a verbal uh, altercation. Yeah, yeah. Is all I, I'm. I'm but you know, Eels, Eels in media in newspapers. Again, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, water is wet. Um, I. I think these teams are very similar currently where they're at. Yeah, so be yeah. is, mm. this should be a good mm-hmm. close game of footy. Yeah, I agree. Maybe Sharks. Yeah, I... Maybe Sharks. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard one to pick. Um, whew, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Eels. I think they are favourites, but I think this game should be a little bit closer than the odds suggest, although it's not that far apart anyways. Uh yeah, I don't know. Early on in the year, who the f- who the fuck knows? <laughs> who the fuck knows? Eels have shown that That's they can it. score points. Uh, was that yep. a function of them being good, or was that a function of them playing against the Gold Coast Titans? Who knows? Hard one yep. to pick this one. Very much so. Um, I'll go off the Eels, and that's purely just kind of based off last year's form more than anything mm-hmm. else. I reckon. Although, yeah, it will be good to see Nico Hines. Um, He's got to build himself into a halfback. Yeah, like yeah. He, yeah. Ca- he played more. What he one and six last year. Yeah, essentially all one and six. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's a new thing for him. So mm-hmm. they're trying it out. They didn't have their coach last week as well because he had COVID. Yep. So he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. I don't think it matters mm-hmm. too much, but at least he'd be in the in the mm-hmm. you know in the mm-hmm. sheds for him at half. Uh, yeah. Yep. First, this will be the first game at the uh, revamped Cronulla Sharks Stadium. Ooh. Points point. Points bet stadium. Points bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't give us a sponsorship, so it's all right. <laughs> well, we haven't really asked them. <laughs> I guess we've been barking up the wrong bush with the sports bet stuff. Possibly. Um, yeah, so Eels are favourites at $1.65. Uh, Sharks are $2.25. Uh, and we do have a line of two and a half. Close game of footy. Tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys Raiders up there in Townsville. No faders last week. It really did look... 
like uh, some of the old Canberra Raiders of old, up 18-6 at the half. Uh, mm. They did give up seven double-digit leads uh, last uh, another year. Another great Ricky Stewart halftime speech. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he gives a few of those. <laughs> they obviously doesn't go goes in one ear out the other and the boys come out real flat. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, what, do you, what do you reckon he was saying? If one of your missus talks shit about me again, <laughs> I'm going to fucking oh. drop the whole team. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, uh, uh, yep. I'd be interesting to see if they could go back or someone would look it up and do a comparison of all their periods because it was literally a 20-minute period in the mm. second half where they, um, you know, lapsed and they scored all these points and got yeah. back in and then they played well mm. in the second half uh, when Papali is on the field. So uh, I have a feeling that a lot of their lull periods happen when Papali is not on mm-hmm. the field. Mm-hmm. So, And you think, think about it, you take Papali out of it, Where's their veteran leadership currently? Mm, yeah, it's pretty much all on Whiten. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether again, he's kind of still growing into that role as the he is the superstar in the squad, but as the face, you know, yeah. franchise dude, I don't think he's kind of in that mold yet. Um, he was, but he was so good in this game. He yeah, had to lift, and yeah, he really he? did in his two um, hundredth. To get to there, he was the best uh, on ground by a long uh, yeah. margin. Uh, what about that that try at the end from Hudson Young? He had a lot of work to do there, didn't mm-hmm. he? Uh, uh, and I think I, I talked about Jack needs to get his passing game involved a bit more, so mm-hmm. I did did get that a bit more. Mm-hmm. But also then using his running game as like a weapon, a decoy. A decoy like yeah. Beffitt, they've, they've definitely worked on their structures because uh, it worked. It sucked, sucked it in like two or three defenders mm-hmm. and they – we went to him and that gave Hudson a nice little corridor there and he mm-hmm. just powered his way over with carrying three blokes to the end. Um, I'm glad they didn't go back and try to look at it for a double movement because his elbow was down a yard short. And he, be- he bounced out. Like, momentum. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's yeah I'll, I'll say momentum. But, yeah. Momentum would have been mm-hmm. all right. Uh, Josh Hodgson, a bit of a scare. It uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be too bad. There's uh, a little bit of... Meniscus. Ch- well, that meniscus is what they're saying. It looks like there's a little bit of cartilage uh, that's that's been chipped. Uh, but apparently it's it's quite a minor surgery. Uh, could have him back in a month. Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom Starling looked good, I thought. Um, I think this could be a slight blessing in disguise for the Raiders because, you know, Hodgson's, of course, is leaving. Mm-hmm. We know he's going to the heels. Yep. Uh, that forces Tom Sterling into the starting role and mm. uh, then you're going to have a spot for a utility. Maybe that's savage. Maybe that's okay. how they, yeah. get, yep. they get him on... Because I don't think they've got a backup hooker because Havili is now at, uh, playing for South. Mm. So I don't think they've got any other options. Well, Starling, uh, Starling's the backup, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it whether, backup, backup. Exactly. Mm. Well, which will be a young fella. And when mm. you've got someone like Savage who's raring to go, maybe mm. that makes sense. Mm. Um, of course, he's not going to be your nine, though, but... He can be know. utility. He can be a utility. You can get him out there somewhere and rotate the guys around. But it'll be interesting to see um, what they do going forward. Uh, mm. Cowboys, like you said, played that um, dreadful rainy game the other day. So yeah, Cowboys going yeah. to Cowboy at this point. Um, <laughs> they weren't too bad. It was just it was hard with the amount of rain that was yeah. coming down. I um, thought I thought the hammer going to fullback wasn't a bad move for yeah, them. They did play a Townsend at seven, and they had Deedon at six, mm-hmm. so they went with that. And they do look small um, mm. for you know that's a byproduct having two small halves in your side. Um, not sure if that'll be the long term get for them, but I think the Raiders should do. Uh, the Cowboys, I think they're a better squad overall. They should beat them. Agreed. Agreed. Max? Yeah. Uh, I reckon so as well. Um, just back on Papali. So, um, Sharks were able to get back into the game while he was still on the field. Mm-hmm. So, probably wasn't so much that he was off the field and they were like. I, I think this is the right problem. They have no idea what it is. This, <laughs> this is something. <laughs> the second half, that, 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 that 40 yeah. to 60 minute, for whatever reason, they just lose their way. Is it a conditioning thing? 
Well, that's always been a challenge. But, but they played the last 20, so like... Yeah. yeah. It's got to be more mental. They just out of mm. the... Super flat and the other guys yeah. are G'd up. So, you know, is it a Ricky half-time speech? What's he doing? <laughs> is he getting them too G'd up and <laughs> then they come out and they... And then they're all endorphins dump and then who knows You've got this game in the bag now. We're leading half time. Yeah, let's boys, let's get on the VBs. Let's get ready, boys. Poor fella, you see his presser. Oh, I saw the the sharks trying to do their presser. Yeah, they had the bin with the bin in the background. The Canberra Raiders song right in the background. Get that up, yeah. Poor fella. Assistant coach, assistant coach. You know, having to go face the media with Fitzgibbon being unavailable and yeah, copying the Raiders team song in the back of his presser. And then Ricky's, he really struggles with the word text. Text. You're He's right. I've got 47 Texas this weekend. <laughs> like, te- like, the like, state, state, yeah. like the state. Like the state, Texas. Texas, yeah. Texas, yeah. 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 Texas Rangers. <laughs> Big Ricky. Maybe that's, that's, his, right. that's his problem in the halftime speech. I've got 47 Texases this week. <laughs> yeah. He's saying something that is just not coming across for the Raiders and it's like, just coming out confused, I don't know what to yeah. do. <laughs> Look, we're talking about them. It's true, they're listening to Ricky like, we have no idea what we're talking about, bro. <laughs> we're talking about the Raiders as if they did fade. They got the win. Oh, I think they, they go out. They did enough to hold on. Yeah, yeah. I think they, well, they, they were. They, they were down, Cowboys, a, they were down a point with five to go, so yeah. they needed that try late. Do you want to talk um, about Ryan Sutton? Yeah, just briefly. Uh, didn't get picked. Uh, second time that this has happened with... Uh, Looks like a sign uh, for the doggies. Uh, yeah, a, a wife or girlfriend taking to social media and having a crack at the captain, mm-hmm. uh, at the coach, I should say. Uh, yeah, not the best look. I don't think if you've got to rock up to work, uh, you know, with your tail between your legs mm-hmm. after, uh, you know, your, your wife or, or girlfriend's have had a crack at your, your at boss. Your boss, at yeah. your boss yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's a weird move. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. really get it. I I, I've, I've, it's the only place in sports I kind of see it. Like you, you see occasional maybe a wag might say something more supportive of their man, but not like this where it's on the socials and you just get stuck in um, to the head coach. No, it's not a missus, but OBJ might have something to say about that. that <laughs> yeah, well, it, worked for, it worked for him, didn't well, it? Well, I've, I've heard chat that he's contacted Amari Cooper's dad to give him, <laughs> teach him how to use like iMovie to cut up the, the highlights. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll get to that in the end. <laughs> uh, well, what were the odds, Marks? Have we all picked Raiders? Yep. Yeah, we picked Raiders. Um, their favourites, $1.60. Cowboys are out at $2.35. Uh, we've got a line of three and a half. <laughs> Right, it is. Sunday games, uh, some absolute rips and orders. Mm. Newcastle Knights, <laughs> West Tigers, McDonald Jones Stadium. The Knights, after we were all pretty much bad-mouthing mm-hmm. them last week, um, got a a big upset win over the Chooks. Dan Gagai was very, very good uh, in his return of the Knights. The, the pack was pretty Another good. one I think Souths are going to miss big time this year. Besides Reynolds, they yeah. miss Gagai too. And uh, Jake Clifford and Adam Clune, they must have been listening to the Esky. They thought, <laughs> fuck these idiots in their basement. <laughs> they were actually pretty good. Uh, so maybe those question marks around the night spine, uh, not, you know, maybe not warranted. Again, it's only one game. Maybe they've got a bit of physio and straighten it out. Yeah, straighten out the scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers did push the, the storm, of course, as we mentioned mm. before. They were up at 14-4 at the half, but then fell apart. I did like Hastings. I think he played decently well in this. Mm. And his job is really, what can I get out of Luke Brooks? Like, that's he's there to do the, the recovery mission, which hasn't helped yeah. anyone else that played yeah. six there. So. And, and Brooks was good in this yeah. game. His kicking game was really good. Um, yeah, the, they they did their best, and then the Storm just a bit too classy, mm. even with uh, three three men yeah. uh, off, uh, off hurt. Yeah, well, mm. I think they had four failed HIs in total. 
was it this in this one? Uh, that was the dogs, I think. The dogs, yeah. yeah we'll dogs that, sorry, four. you yeah. are right, yeah. yeah. Um, can you get health on Tyron Peachy? I think he hurt his hand late okay. in this as well. So he was quite good. He was good 13, for them. 13 yeah. for the Tigers uh, in his debut there. Uh, boys, I think the Knights get the job done here. <sighs> so, so. Yeah. I'm just going to say the Ponga and probably Gagai factor, they're just mm. a little bit more talented. Mm-hmm. The, the Tigers got probably the worst list in football, unfortunately. Yeah, on paper. Yeah. Mind you. That worst list in football. Uh, push, led, push the storm. Yeah, led the storm for quite some time. Yeah. Well, Craig King gave him a good kick in the bum, I'd say, at halftime when they came out and played well. So. Oh, belly ache. You'd yeah. hate to be on the back end of one, Ooh, of, one yeah. of those, wouldn't you? Yeah, especially mm. week one. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Got an answer on Peachy um, for us? No news just yet, okay. I don't think. I think he, he might well, be okay. He might yeah. be okay. Odds uh, yeah, odds we'll and tip, please. Yeah, I'll um, go nuts as well. I'll go nuts. Yeah, I go Knights as well. Um, just looking at this, they are favourites. Uh, they are favourites at a dollar thirty nine. Tigers are out at three dollars, and we got a line of seven and a half. Beauty into the final yeah. game of the round. Uh, Bulldogs Broncos. This is fourteenth versus sixteenth from last year. Both of them have a win already, so mm. good stuff. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> we um, did mention, the Dogs did have four players out with HIAs in that rain affected game up in Townsville. They get. Uh, get the win there. They got the medical sub to come on, but yeah, still, it's, mm. that's one replacement for four blokes. Yeah, uh, difficult times. And uh, the Broncos also had a gritty win uh, over the Bunnies Friday night. Albert Kelly, Billy Walters linked up well. Obviously, Reynolds should be mm. coming back uh, mm-hmm. for to make his debut after missing uh, the round one with COVID. Who stays? Who goes? Does one of them drop to the bench, perhaps? Because Reynolds is coming in. Does it, mm. Is it Kelly that, that stays in, or is it Billy Walters that stays in? Oh, kids, coach's son. <laughs> coach's son always gets picked. Yeah. He did play didn't pretty want well. Didn't want yeah, I thought, they, I thought they were both pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. Yeah. So back on the doggies, I thought Adokar and Matt Burton were probably some of their best. So mm-hmm. some good buys there for mm-hmm. them. So it's mm-hmm. good to see them getting there. Oh. What about Payne Haas? We are talking about it before. The oh, elite. He played all 80, I think, as well. So Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak He's talent. a freak, man. 186 run metres, 45 tackles, four offloads. Yeah. Uh, no no offloads prop does what he does. Yeah, yeah he's can't. the fittest. If you can't agree that he's the best prop in, in rugby league, I suppose there's an argument maybe around a Fisher-Harris or maybe a Fenua Blake. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, like for mine, guys, maybe for, slightly more damaging, but you know, he's most talented, the fittest bloke. He's like, he's yeah. a ridiculous talent. Yeah, for mine, uh, for mine, he's hands down the best prop in the yeah. NRL at the moment. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, Broncos looked looked good. Yeah, I liked, yeah. Liked how they were running the ball. Um, yeah. Albert Kelly, he he played really well as well. Yeah, that um, innocent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the addition of Adam Reynolds will probably be enough for them to get over the doggies. I'll, I'll back the Broncos this one. Yeah, I'll go the same, although I'm not super confident. Uh, there's a lot of games this week that are that are quite hard to split. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, after good. after finishing 14th last year and getting the spoon the year before, I think the Broncos mm-hmm. start this year 2-0. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that as well. Um, Three Broncos, kiss of death. That's it, <laughs> um, especially when you hear these odds. Actually, in my opinion, I thought these odds were probably a little bit too close together, mm. um, but Broncos are a dollar eighty, and cap uh, the Bulldogs are out at two dollars at the moment. Okay, um, line of one and a half. See what happens. Yeah, yeah very close football game. That yeah. wraps up the week in NRL. Uh, normally, we wouldn't have an off-season conversation probably this high uh, in the program, <laughs> but a lot happened in the NFL. Has getting, uh, getting close to free agency, I think, is the the, the issue. Yeah, uh, which yep. officially opens tomorrow. So we're Talking NFL, uh, 
the tampering period for the first 48 hours open starts tomorrow and then mm-hmm. official signings can happen on uh, the 17th. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, so what are we? 14th, 14th today. So it's actually, it's their 15th, so it'll be uh, Wednesday for us. <laughs> Wednesday's official league start. <laughs> we got um, there. <laughs> yeah, which is... Uh, like quick mouth. That's when all the trades will be official, etc. Um, I guess we start with quarterback news. Yeah, well, a yeah. big one we alluded to at the top of the show, Tom oh, Brady. He's back, baby. He's back. 23rd season after a little fake retirement, <laughs> a little bit of John Farnham, if you will. Oh, I think he probably did that just to make um, Giselle feel better, and then he's just you know, he's like, no, nah, yeah. A-Well's never retired. I love my boys. He's, uh, he's yeah. got unfinished business, something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. There was uh, a lot of rumours that the 49ers were after him. Uh, he did grow up in the Bay Area, rooted for them growing up. Um yeah, I thought maybe that might have happened. And then today, no, according to Tom, he's going back to Tampa. Uh, year 23, third season with the Bucks. Monks, how do you yep. feel about that? Yeah, great. We're not um, going to slide into obscurity anymore. Um, <laughs> that, Relevancy, it, it that, is important. Yeah, that, that dream keeps on living at least for one more year. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, no, great news. Um, I think we're talking pre-potty um, that even though – uh, Brady's back. Marpet said that he will not be unretiring as well. He no, he's, he's definitely <laughs> called it. He's definitely called it. Um, but yeah, awesome. It'll be it'll be great to see how this season goes. Uh, I mean, still like most like the NRL. It's early days. We don't know what's going to happen between now and, and the start of the season, or even how the season's going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the f- probably the funniest story to come out of this was um, probably only hours before this. Mm. Um, there was an auction house that auctioned off the last um, <laughs> touchdown pass ball yeah. from Tom Brady yeah. um, from uh, when he threw that ball to Evans in the playoffs against the Rams. Um, that sold for half a million dollars. And it's not the last one. It's not the last one. It's not the last one. So, well, potentially could be the last playoff ball. We don't know what's going to happen this season. True. Um, but, yeah, definitely not the last touchdown ball. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty funny coming out of that. Um, but yeah, exciting to see what happens this season. Indeed, he turns forty-five this year. Doesn't That's crazy. He? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that work? You know, know how old Ali Marpet is? Twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, seventeen it. years difference. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's his style of football, and we might get into that in a minute because, mm-hmm. like him and Rogers, uh, the way they play the quarterback position, very, I think, has lent them well to be able to extend their careers for long periods of time. Staying mm-hmm. in the pocket mostly. Yeah, trying st- not staying up, staying upright, trying to yeah. limit. Very quick decision making. That said, we have looked at it on the ESCI before. Tom Brady is the most sacked man in the NFL history. Yeah, he's been well, there. He's I'm pretty b- sure. Well, he's been in the league for twenty three <laughs> years. <laughs> like, you know, it's going to add yeah. some numbers, but yeah. Uh, but but also, yeah. you know, knowing how to get sacked, like it's yeah, yeah not getting yeah. absolutely blindsided or or trying to get on the move and getting you know whacked. It's you know, more or less like oh, I'm getting knocked down or I'll take <laughs> like taking the sack as well. Sure. So there's, I think that's their their game style really helps them. So speaking of which, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, your best mate, has decided to stay <laughs> with the Green Bay Packers on a reported four-year, 200-mil deal. Nothing official on that spot, but the $50, $50-mil uh, tag a year uh, has been in chat and thrown around for a lot, which uh, ends up being 25%, a quarter, essentially, of the salary cap. <laughs> so it's a lot. I don't know how they're going to pay the rest of this team. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin famous for, uh, you know, being enjoying uh, of a, a, a cold amber 
uh, brew. Uh, so maybe I don't know. Maybe the rest of the team's just getting paid in beers, you know, <laughs> something like that. And here's six pack of Bud Lights for your efforts because yeah. uh, we've got to pay. Got to pay twelve. Uh, and we'll talk about franchise tags in a minute. But uh, Rogers and Adams both to stay yep. uh, at the at the Packers. Um, massive, massive news after all the hoopla and speculation, and it was he was pretty much as good as gone. According to all the press, mm-hmm. uh, he'll be going uh, back again uh, for another year in Green Bay. Yeah. Monks, are you going to yeah. break down of that, of that uh, contract at all? Of his um, new one? Yeah, just having a look at So the cap number for this year, yeah, $47 million. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Next year, it's a option to avoid contract sitting at $7.6 million. I don't know how that works. No. <laughs> no. I, I reckon that might be his... Might be the old Because he doesn't have the rest of the years on it. There should be four more years yeah. added yeah. to it. So Maybe this is the old contract. Which yeah. will get him through 41, yeah. 42, something yeah. like that. Uh, which means it looks like Jordan Love potentially is on the move. Yeah, Probably I the wonder. worst first-round mm. draft pick for yeah, the Green Bay uh, Packers in a long time. Mm. Um, chat that, you know, Seahawks, etc. cetera, uh, looking at him potentially as an option. They need a quarterback. Um, so the Colts will need a quarterback. Colts will need a quarterback. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm. So let's go with the timeline. So Aaron mm. Rodgers made his decision that mm-hmm. he's, he is staying. Mm-hmm. By all reports, he was arm and arm where he stays at Green Bay and goes to Denver. Um, we talked about that, of course. He stays put. Uh, and then I think two hours later, uh, Denver makes the trade official for Russell Wilson that I, we mentioned in the intro. Um, by all accounts, uh, there was a trade for the commanders. I think we talked about this in place. Um, agreed yeah, to essentially and Russ um, uh, knocked it back. Knocked it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, by all accounts, you know, he said that Denver was the one spot he wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So... Um, that makes you nice and fluffy. Um, they, they threw the absolute house at him, didn't they? Yeah, well, we, uh, they needed to. You know, he is, compared to, say, Rogers was, he's a 33-year-old quarterback. Mm. Um, so you got two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth, mm-hmm. and that was uh, plus uh, Locke, um, Harris, and Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant mm-hmm. to go well along to get Wilson and a fourth rounder. So they kind of just switched to fourth and a fifth. Um, so... It is a lot there, but I think I said to you boys, um, with where our salary cap was uh, and the talent we got on the roster, no, those picks don't get us over 500 in the playoffs in the division we're in. You need the quarterback. So um, This is all about, you know, chips in the, on the table now, yeah. try, trying yeah. to do something now. Um, I, I feel like it's a lot, you know, mm. two first rounders, two second rounders. Yeah, well, uh, we, plus the players, I guess. Yeah, so we. You're very reliant on Wilson being that last piece of the puzzle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we flicked a second for Von Miller, and by all accounts, Von Miller might be coming back. So we really didn't lose too much in mm. in that regard. Um, the first this year and first next year, you know, that, that's probably what you worry about. No offense, probably. Um, uh, was a bit unders for where his draft position is, mm. especially in the run game. Um, so um, an Albert O there kind of made him it's a little slightly expendable. Uh, I hate that they give up on Locke, um, just another QB that Denver couldn't develop. Yeah. But, yep. but he will, he'll have a chance um, with the Seahawks to see what they can do there or potentially get moved again. Mm-hmm. The big loss, I think, is Harris. Harris is one of the better nose tackles and defensive tackles mm-hmm. inside in the league. Um, and he's... Well known for knocking down passes, so he's he's a you know veteran guy. He's probably the biggest loss in that lot. But you get Russell Wilson, um, 
we just met before when we were talking about styles. You're probably not going to get Russell Wilson for the next. Everyone's talking about it. he's going to play the next eight to ten years. Mm. I don't think his style kind of leads to that longevity. Nah, yeah, I'm, I think if you get four years out of Russell, get him to 37. I think you've done a really good job, and hopefully we win a Super Bowl on that take. And anything past that's uh, probably Gucci. Like that's that's just really nice to have on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but hey, that puts you. You got to compete with Holmes and Herbert in that division, and mm-hmm. Carr now uh, has to worry about being the fourth best quarterback mm-hmm. in, the, in the division. Um, yeah, and they're loading up. So um, with the trades, Khalil Mack going to the Chargers for a second and fifth, uh, you know, getting the pass rust. They know that division now, loading up there. Joey Bosa on one side, side yeah. and uh, Khalil <laughs> Mack on the other. That is quite scary. Thoughts, was that unders? So. Uh, he was on a lot of money, so I suppose the Chargers have to pay yeah, out the rest of contract. his salary. But second and a fifth after they threw the house to get him there in the first place, it seems like it, a little bit... He's a bit older than um, he was, of course, when that first deal went went through. So. Yeah, a couple of years older, I guess. Yeah, and again, the Bears kind yeah. of rebuilding at this point. So, yeah. See and what happens. See what happens. Uh, I feel for the commanders uh, missing out on <laughs> Wilson and then you get Wentz uh, for two-thirds <laughs> and have to pay him like almost 30 mil this year. Mm, like, mm. Uh, I don't think that's a great kind of move there, but hey, that's happened. Um, I don't think you know the Colts. I think the, first, the only team to have five quarterbacks in five years, mm, um, so mm. they got to look for for someone. Um, mm. They no chat about them involved in any other trades going on. Mm. Um, maybe Jimmy G is a good spot for him there at the Colts. But anyway, uh, that happened. And then, as I alluded to before, Amari Cooper did get traded to the Browns for a fifth and six, just essentially dumping his salary. Mm-hmm. And then the Cowboys turn around and pay Gallup. Uh, five years for 62 mil to yeah, get into got, that got paid. 10 to 11. Um, I think that Zeke deal really is killing the Cowboys and their cap, paying him almost 20 mil a year. Too much, you think, uh, for a running back. Yes. Um, and, of course, all the the, foul, the fallout um, with uh, Cooper getting stuck in a DAC during the season, I think, is the reason why that all fell apart. The black Kirk Cousins, apparently. Yeah, so <laughs> um, <laughs> not sure how he, He's gone to Browns. Baker's got to prove it. Yeah, give mm. him some weapons, see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Landry's going to be on the move as well in okay. free agency. So don't know what the Browns are going to be like this year. Other news before we get into those movements there. Uh, Sean Watson got no criminal charges. Um, NFL lawyers are good. Uh, we said that. Mm-hmm. So he's still, got, <laughs> he's still got his civil suits. Um, he's got 22 of those. And whether They essentially could all probably be settled for money. Um He's looking like he's going to get traded. Saints and Panthers are the, the likely ones um, in that conversation. So, oh, and there was a chat at Eagles as well, switching Hurts and sending him to Texans. Oh, yeah. But uh, wait and see. But the the three happens. big names of the quarterbacks, two have already got their spots. He's the, the last one to kind of really move, and we'll have to see what happens where he ends up. And then that kind of leaves us with Calvin Ridley putting yeah. bets. Putting a fifteen hundred dollar bet and losing eleven mil like yeah, that's a massive, massive <laughs> that's uh, a decision. Big old there. What do we think about? Uh, obviously, there's it's blatantly obvious why you can't bet on NFL games, throwing matches, match fixing, the rest of it. Well, uh, I think that's I think that's a point. And um, does does the punishment match the crime? Uh, probably not for what he did. And, you know, I know fans have gone away and looked at his, some of his highlights and tried to see, well, like, hey, he probably should have housed this, t- housed this route and said he's gotten tackled. Yeah. I think that he's not, he's not that far in the bookies. Mm. 
Uh, I think, yeah, he's like, he wasn't playing games. He was trying to get involved in the sport and mm. thought he'd do a sneaky bet and should have used his cousin's burner um, like <laughs> everyone else does in the NFL. Um, got caught. The problem is he's the first one. And, you know, with mm. I think really sports books in the NFL, well, sports books in America um, is only really a year old and especially mm. with the NFL with their, with their um, you know, all their sponsorship and deals mm. and they've got in place. It is about a year old. Mm. So he's the first one and they've set the standard. They're in the book at him, mm-hmm. essentially. They've gone, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want any of this mm. at all because we don't want to, you know, have anyone talking about the integrity of the NFL. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so they've gone, here's a year suspension. Um, you should have beat your missus up because you would have only got six weeks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the, you know, that's the comparison. Yes, you know, yes. Ray, Ray Rice got <laughs> two it, weeks. put it so eloquently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah it was, it was like, yes, uh. it's... It, the punishment doesn't kind of fit the crime, yeah, but it I is yeah. it, it is the yep. the factor of you are the first one and we are trying to maintain yeah. the integrity of the sport and yep. you've really brought that into the question. So see you next year, um, which is unfortunate for him, but anyone else that does it now will know that, hey, if I do this, I'm going to miss a year of football. Yeah, exactly. so, okay. Which mm. is big, especially his age, probably getting very close to coming off his rookie deal or in the yeah. start of his mm-hmm. new extension. Like It's huge, especially for a skill position player. You don't want to miss a year in football. You see poor Jalen Rager copying it from uh, his own fans. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying, this guy had been betting on games, sack him, etc., etc." <laughs> Obviously, there's no truth behind <laughs> yeah, it. It's exactly. just Philly no. fans being... You're trying Philly, to get rid of him. Yeah. Being Philly fans. Um, yeah. It, just shit chat. Like, it explains all the drop passes. <laughs> yada, yada. Yeah. Poor yeah. fella. That's it. Yeah. So Philly fans going to Philly. Aren't they? So, just get the facts straight, I guess. He gambled on games over a five-day stretch. So I think it was even like a multi-leg parlay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like it possibly just that one bet it's um, it's just while bad. he was on the non-football injury reserve list. So he wasn't dumb, isn't playing. It? Yeah, it's, mm. it is. It's just dumb. Yeah. Just um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and they've just thrown the book at him. That's yeah. the, the answer to that is the, why the length it is the book, um, just so that everyone else doesn't do try to do something similar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway. Uh, wrapping up news, Bobby Wagner was out at the Hawks. Um, so he's going to sign elsewhere and he's already been doing, I think, a few tours because he mm. doesn't have to wait to uh, free A to start. Looking likely the Seahawks are in full rebuilding mode at this, mo- at this point and I uh, don't think Pink Carroll will be there next year uh, mm. after that. Uh, Chargers re-signed Mike Williams on a big deal, three years, 60 mil. Mm. Uh, Max Crosby got paid. I think he got a hundred mil over five years. Yeah, right. Um, signed his deal on the same day he sobered up. So, just proves what can happen when you sober up. Yeah, at Peps. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be in the NFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get. Uh, and Josh Gordon uh, decided to stay put with the Chiefs. Were probably the main ones. Uh, tags. Yep. We talked about Adams got a tag. Um, Kiseki got a tag for the Dolphins as mm. well. That was probably a little bit left field being a mm. tight end, but they want to keep him around. Dante Schultz got a tag, um, but I think he got tagged and then Jarwin, they got released. Okay. So they're down the tight end. And Cam Robinson got tagged for the second year in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, finish up. So, Cap, 208, $208 million, up 25.7 mil on last year. Of course, last year went down because of COVID, so they mm. recapped. But yep. with the TV and how it was all excellent this year, it's now bumped over 200 mil for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why I said Rogers has taken 25% of the, the Packers' <laughs> <laughs> salary cap. Uh, new TV deals come in next year, so even more money getting pumped into the NFL. Mm. 
at this point, pretty cleared um, favourite, you know, number one sport in America. Oh, but leaps and bounds, absolute yeah. daylight second, isn't it? Yeah, with with no major league baseball currently, mm. still yep. you know, no, um, uh, what is it, EA. Yeah, agreement and in place. Agreement. Yeah, no yeah. agreement in place. NHL being the NHL and NBA is probably the only one that kind of compete in there. Yep. They kind of shown their hand last year trying to schedule games around mm. NFL games. Mm. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Mar- it's which I think is an excellent kind of get for the NFL because mm. they've gone through that period of the concussion era, mm. essentially where you know everyone thought concussions might kill football, especially yeah. in the younger generation. Mm-hmm. But it's still the most popular sport, the most watched sport in America. It's yeah. Gone and mm. got through that. You still got all these superstars. We talked about all the the quarterbacks leading into this. They're all all there. Want to be involved in it. It's going to be like a ripper year, I mm. think, going into to next season. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot to lot to love in the NFL, and probably why it is still the number one pick. Yep. Um, I'll I've got a bail, boys. I'm going to love you and oh. leave you. Um, we you guys will be getting on to. Mickey, uh, yep. the the Reverend, to uh, preview the, AF- the AFL, yeah, the yes. AFL, yes. Uh, and a few other sports uh, to get through until then. Yeah, oh, that's fair enough. Thanks oh, for good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, always a pleasure on the Esky, and uh, yeah, don't oh, say yeah. anything too dumb without me. Oh, we're gonna struggle to even <laughs> speak yeah, the, at this. The point. IQ's gone up. <laughs> the average IQ goes up when Peppy leaves. Nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'd argue that point, but anyway. <laughs> I argue that right point on, as boys. well. <laughs> take it easy. Take it easy. We'll rip through the other stuff and we'll get Mickey on, and then we'll get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, monks. I was gonna take a pee break, but we might wait. Oh, might have to keep going. Might have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Power through. Um. Yep, so I'm that bombshell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, Thank we'll you, baby. Catch you later. We'll head across to the to the NBA. Um, bring, bring the ladder up. I think the main ch- chat we need to cover off is in the NBA. Lakers are still hot garbage um, unless LeBron is dropping 50s. Uh, Russell Westbrook <laughs> can't score anything. And I think same on the 76ers. Really struggling at the moment. Yeah. 76ers side, um, James Harden as well, can't find a bucket. Uh, but if we look at that mm. standings, what have we got? Heat's still up there. At least 76ers, even with struggling with Harden, are still up there. The Bulls pulled back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that was only one game for Harden as well. Yeah, so. it is. Um, he's, he's played not too bad for them. Yep. Yeah. Nick's still floating down there. Wizards still floating down. The Hawks still – I like – I think the Hawks are still slowly working their way into this, um, which yep. is good. Still yeah. a lot of basketball still to be played, so it's good to see them coming up. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. To note on, I guess on the Bills and sitting at, I mean, the Bulls. Sorry, mm. sitting at number four, they've um, obviously taken a little bit of a slide in the mm. last couple of months. Um, hopefully, they can sort of right the ship. Um, they're on a two-win streak at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. Not too much out there. Yeah. Well, Magic no. and Pistons officially out as well. So there you go. On the other <laughs> side, Suns. Suns, I think, should be clear favourites for, for the title this year. They have yep. been playing electric. That's it. They've already clinched their playoff spot um, for the season. Um, Looks like the Warriors might have got over their slump a little bit too. They've won three straight. Grizzlies up there three straight as well. Jones moving down a little bit. Mavericks, Nuggets, Timberwolves. Yeah, I think all the chats, Clippers and Lakers, and Lakers are even further behind. Um, it doesn't have their 500 there, but they are definitely well under it. Oh, there it is. Uh, 43%. Yeah, like they keep going down. To the fact that the Pelicans mm. are almost going to take them over. Like, Lakers yep. lost the rocket, Rockets during the week. So <laughs> <laughs> that's bad, bad times ahead, unfortunately. What do you think that means for the, 
the Lakers as a team next season? Because um, obviously, I guess uh, Westbrook hasn't really been playing. Is Bronny getting drafted next year? Or is that the year after? Uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> it could be full rebuild. I think uh, Westbrook's probably going to get moved with a... Um, uh, AD and LeBron kind of stayed together there. I don't know. They're, they're a pretty old roster. So, mm. it's, yeah, whether they kind of restart at this point, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. So, yeah, unless something happens between now and then, Bronny won't be drafted until the, uh, 2024. Yeah, so, not, not next season, but the year after. Yeah, that's it. Unless he wants to do a stint down here in our league. Could also do that. Well, yeah, it's, it's either... <laughs> um, do his one year. I think he's got to do a one year of college, or he can do mm. a year down here. Um, yeah. yeah, that's where um, NBA is. Soccer, EPL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's breeze through to the EPL as well. Oh, well, there's not so much to talk about outside of that um, no. currently. We'll start, um, yeah, paying a bit more attention to that as we head into. Yeah, we're getting closer the to the point end of the season. Definitely. Yeah, playoffs. Uh, so we go across the EPL. Uh, I think the main thing we got to talk about first is Ronaldo back. I think he had a fourteen game stretch or something without scoring. Um, we got a Hattie, mm. um, got a, and some very very top notch class goals <laughs> as well um, for for that uh, to get a win for Manchester United. I think Arsenal as well, like we were alluding to, having those games in hand have jumped those, and I believe they're currently sitting in fourth. Once we get the table up, yes, uh, yes. So they are in fourth. They are. A Point ahead of Manchester United and they are three points clear of the Hammers and United are two points in front of them. Still got three mm-hmm. games at hand though, Arsenal, so they could be... Oh, will they challenge Chelsea? Maybe not, but they're, they've won five straight. They're definitely getting up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they could challenge Chelsea at this point. Yeah, Liverpool um. still won five straight. So the, the top four there definitely kind of rounding. Any game that City lose, they're... Well, there you go. So Liverpool's got uh, Arsenal up Luke, next. Yep. Mm, that's going to be, so be very interesting. Big matchup. Yeah. Uh, uh, give what's our Newcastle watch? <laughs> so they're, they're climbing, still climbing, slowly climbing uh, back up yeah. the ladder. Three win. The la- so their last match was a loss. Is that how it works out? Uh, or is it well, last match a draw? Okay. Which way does it go? Uh, last match was a draw. No, last match was a loss. It's the other way around. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the dates, um, don't worry about me. Yeah, so um, draw three wins and then they had a loss there against Chelsea, which is fair. Yeah, uh, I think Everton. Everton's yeah, the big one. Um, still so got f- three games on Watford though. I think they should be alright, yeah. but they've lost four straight, which doesn't help their chances. No, yeah. Norwich have lost five straight. Brighton's also lost five straight as well. So yeah, the middle of the pack there kind of falling down. Maybe Newcastle can win a couple more games and move up a little bit. Who was yeah. their next game against Newcastle? Just that the last one. Ever- they've got Everton there, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting to see there. Um, I suppose probably, yeah, the only other news on in EPL would be Chelsea. Um, oh, the sale, yeah. I don't think there's been too much movement in that yet. I don't. I think it came back through he can't sell because they're frozen his assets. So he technically can't sell it because if he did, he'd be getting yeah, okay. you know, cash. So the, the actual sale – so a sale of Chelsea is probably still potential, but it can't happen now because it's been frozen as part of his assets as one of the Russian billionaires um, caught up in all the stuff. that is still right. ongoing um, yeah. in Eastern East Europe. So That's it, yeah. 
I think I saw Conor McGregor put up a bid for yeah. it during the week. Probably more of a joke than anything else, I'm guessing. Yep. Um, it was well unders for what um, <laughs> the owner is currently asking. Um, Multiple billions <laughs> of dollars. <so. laughs> That's it. Um, headline news, I guess, on that as well. Australia has just sanctioned the Chelsea owner, so... Um, yeah. Well, not that that means anything for the deal, but at, it's just as Russian billionaires go, he's one of the ones that is kind of in the forefront, um, you know, mm. that ever well known and a, a face. So, not unsurprising there at all. Yep. Anything else interesting in the EPL besides Tom Brady watching Manchester United and then coming back? Um, I don't have any other news on me. Um, yeah, I think I'm happy to leave that there. Leave it there. Um, F1? Yeah, let's get into some racing. Um, so still a couple of weeks away from round one. Round so one's this weekend, bro. It's a week away. Wow. Uh, this week has gone it goes so, so quick. quick. Yeah. Um, so 23rd's they have been, first race. That's right. Jeez. Um, they have been doing more testing this week. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of testing. Huss, very fast in testing. So that's very good to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, um, they're getting a lot more time. They get a lot more uh, like late afternoon, evening time to do running. Right. I, I think they had some logistics issues of getting their cars to Bahrain. So they've been given a bit extra yes, time. Yes, they did. So they've been able to set some of the really good times late while no one else is. So that's definitely helped them. Yep. Uh, yeah. But I think the big news, Kevin Magnussen. He gets yeah. the as a spin uh, position. Big news for for him. Big news for Haas as well. Um, and then I think he went fastest the next day. So <laughs> <laughs> um, good to be back in F one. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, I think uh, by all reports during the week, uh, Hamilton said that their car is a little bit behind. Um, I think I also saw on social media that he's said that the last like ten years <laughs> in a row. He always says it. Always got downplay. So, Got a down flag. Uh, Red Bull look quick though. So Max definitely did go. I think he topped the timesheets on the last day. Um, so it's interesting that every car is kind of changing. They're all trying new aero setups and new packages and they're all very different. Yep. We talked about that um, last week. So who knows? Like, realistically, who knows Bahrain? What happens? Um, who comes out on top? Who, who you know, wins mm. the race? Mercedes already saying they don't think they're going to start strong. Um, yeah, but you never know with some of the other other teams. I think Red Bull probably going to be up there, up near the top. Yeah, I think we're still going to see yeah the same pack up the top. Um, Ferrari probably might be competing a little bit more. It'd be interesting their car to looks see. really good, but that'll but just be because it could be sexy red. Um, <laughs> interesting to see what it's like actually come race condition. That's it. Yeah. So I think yeah, even more so now this season than previous seasons, that race between Ferrari, McCullough, mm. McLaren, I think is going to really um, come to the forefront this year. Um, might even see Ferrari um, come into that top three um, play with Red Bull and Mercedes, depending on how they, they perform. Yeah. So speaking um, of McLaren, McLaren, we've got to talk about Danny Rick. Did get yep. officially um, positive to the COVID, I think about three days ago now. Um, so by all accounts, it's looking likely he'll be able to suit up and race. Um, of course, didn't get any testing in, um, which is unfortunate for, for him. Mm. Uh, so they got to rely on what Lando did. But I think the big news is Alpine has done – Done them a solo and said if for whatever reason, you know, either driver McLaren's need a spare driver, they can use our boy Oscar um, to come in and, and um, yeah, take okay. that seat. So, you know, uh, don't want to say put a, put this mocker on Lando, but if, say, Lando gets COVID, then we'll have 
uh, an Australian <laughs> only Australian driven team. Um, you know, lock out the the two positions at McLaren there with uh, Danny Rick and Oscar getting getting the Guernsey. So, uh, which I I think I think it's really great for Alpine knowing as well they've got a potential like really good driver and Oscar there available. Um, he's mm. gonna probably take Alonso's seat when he retires again. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, next season. But uh, if we can get him some uh, seat time in an F one car, especially like a car like McLaren, like that's that's going to benefit our pain next year. So, uh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, you know, if it comes at expensive for Ricardo for a, a race, like uh, I think it's it's good um, yep. sportsmanship between the teams to know that hey, I've got a really good driver here that's yeah. on the cusp. Really should have a position over maybe some other bottom order drivers there, but um, <laughs> we'll take him into next season and see how he goes. Yeah, it's interesting, and yeah, like you said, it's good for uh, Pastari as well to get in there. Um, so I was just doing quick research as well. So and Andretti um, team, uh, they've officially got that bid for the 2024 team. So even if it's for something in the future, that far in the future, it's good to to know that he's still there. Um, and yeah, back on um, Haas and Magnussen, he's obviously a known commodity there. Having it's only been one season since he's been out of the team, so um, you can sort of understand the reasoning why they went with him rather than. Um, a backup driver or um, try and pick someone else up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Big start to season coming up. That's it. A week away. Um, I think also... Lots of uncertainty, which I think is great. Yeah, it was good to see um, during this week's testing there was a few more overtakes. Um, yeah, People were sort of playing around with the cars a little bit more. Who was it? It was uh, um, Lewis and uh, Gasly, I think, had a little little bit of back and forth on, on the track, yep, which I think was I good saw, to see. Kind of, I think it was. It might have been Stroll and Alonso as well, um, sort of playing around. So good to see that. Good to see, hopefully. Yeah, close racing can closer follow. racing. Less aero. Yeah, that's it. Um, Exciting. Obviously, a lot of the cars are still porpoising, so that's that bouncing up and down on those long mm-hmm. straight Fast stretches. Um, I think Lando had real big issues with that in his car. So. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that progresses throughout the season. Um, yeah, and then on the technical side, I think um, a little bit with um, Mercedes, they had a completely redesigned side pods. Mm-hmm. So rather than going for the wide sort of horizontal gaps yeah, well, for their they side w- pods. They went very basic kind of the square went, side pods to start and then everyone's yeah. like, well, we kind of maybe discredited or didn't use those. We already... That they weren't going to be good enough, but yeah. now they, they've come out with a completely, completely slim long design. Yeah, so rather than going out vertical, I mean horizontal, they've gone down vertical. Mm. Um, I think Red Bull, or more so um, Christian Horner, the principal for Red Bull, mm. came out saying that he reckons that's that's illegal. Um, <laughs> don't know, <laughs> yeah, don't know about the technicality of it, um, but yeah, I think Red Bull's come out after that saying that's oh, his comments, not ours. But yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. have a look at it and uh, make sure that's all good. But yeah, interesting. Interesting to see with the new error packages and stuff. People thinking outside of the box. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, kick off the season this weekend. Mm-hmm. Should be good fun. Mm. So, F one uh, into fighting UFC. Um, we talked about uh, what was it UFC two seven two last week. Yeah. Who we thought would how would go? Um, do you want to bring up the card for us? Uh, I think we were all right on Hardy. Um, Hardy getting knocked <laughs> out in the first round uh, couldn't happen to a nicer bloke, and <laughs> he got cut during the week. 
So I, yeah, think okay. I said I, I think I said that that's probably him done in the UFC, and that by all accounts that is the case. Yeah. Um. So then, what was the fight after that? Um. I'll let you bring it up. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, who it was. Um, do, 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 do. What do we have after? Oh yes, Kevin Holloway and Oliveira. Oliveira won that first round and looked like he. Um, was trying to sink in a sub late, and then Holland um, did the you know the two thumbs up was all good. Yeah, um, and then came out early in the second and just uh, overwhelmed um, the other cowboy with you know elbows and um, uh, the power. Essentially knocked him down, knocked him out, and got the job done in that one. Yeah, but, so good to see him come down a weight division and also look really well. So that was uh, good to see. So. I'll see yeah. what he can do in that kind of welterweight division. I think he's probably going to get ranked. You know, he might not get ranked yet, but he'll be in that ten to fifteen range, I think. Um, coming down, uh, Brian um, Bryce Mitchell taking on um, Barbosa. Uh, absolute dominating fight for Mitchell. Just <laughs> uh, ground and pound, took him down and beat him up. I think in the end, one judge gave him two ten eight rounds um, to the to that effect. Um, I think that's how that works out. Yeah, yeah, two 10 8 rounds. One gave one other judge gave one 10 8 round, the other one did just gave him ten, normal 10 nines. Uh, so absolute dominating performance from him. Um, Dos Santos then came out uh, at the catch weight at 160. Um, yep, and his fight again, very dominant in that. Yep. Uh, potentially gave away the last round, though one one judge gave it to him. Mm-hmm. He did get a 10 8 in that by the looks of it as well. Um, so just recap on that. So Morikano came in for a fighter. Yeah, Is that after, what happened? Yeah, he came in. He yep. was 10 days notice or two weeks notice. So, yeah, he came in um, on short notice for that. Was very game, did get beat up. Uh, did, in my opinion, win the fifth round. Uh, landed a bit better. Um, you know, probably too, too late in the end. <laughs> uh, but you could, could see that he definitely had the capability there and Dos Santos kind of um, coasted that last little bit in the fight. Yeah. Which I guess gets us into the the main card, which is the welterweight Kobe Covington taking on Jorge Masvidal. What do you think of this one, Monkey? Um, For me personally, probably a little bit of a downer. Um, Mm. Covington relied a lot more on his wrestling to sort of um, stifle Masvidal, make sure that Masvidal didn't stay on his feet Um, and strike, which makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, I think Masvidal didn't plan. do himself any favours as well. Like, he was getting on the cage too much. He probably should have stayed, try to... Again, we're, to, we're, to, we're talking hindsight and yeah. yeah, making it sound so easy. <laughs> That's uh, it. That we're, not, we're not getting punched in the head. Yeah. <laughs> he should have stayed inside and tried to stay um, in the centre of the ring instead of getting pushed outside. But uh, Colby did what he's going to do, which is, um, you know, jab the shit out of you, uh, wrestle you, and try to get into good positions. He was just so much better on the ground than Masvidal. Um, Masvidal yep. did as much as he could. Um, he did land an excellent shot, I think, in the fourth round to put um, Colby on his ass. But he was gassed at that point. Like, he yep. was super tired. There was no way he was getting into yeah. that. Well, um, yeah, he didn't even chase um, Covington down after he hit him, knocked no. him down. He sort of just backed off, retreated, tried to catch his breath, and then... Yeah, and he said that was the next he, he, sh- he should have you know tried to push push the pace there, but you know he, he was exhausted at that point, having been wrestled the shit out of. Mm. So I think in the, yeah in the end I think he got one. Well, in my opinion, Masvidal probably got one round, but he was beaten up in all the other ones um, uh, quite handily. Uh, Covington played into his game plan, played his style of fight. Really didn't get um, George um, Jorge into the. Into kind of his um, like striking battle, um, yeah. So 
not that Kobe played it safe, but I think he, he, he did. No. He fought the way he needs to fight to win. So. Yeah, and Kobe can take a hit as well, so I don't think he was too scared. He's got a great chin. Um, yeah, I was surprised that Masvidal either didn't or couldn't use his kick more effectively. Um, not try to try and keep Covington at bay, try and make sure he didn't shoot as much. Yeah, but um, the other thing, you throw those but, kicks, they open yeah, you up to takedowns too, so it's, yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. So, and uh, I just um, realised that he didn't have enough on the ground to get himself into positions to get back up. I mean, a few instances he did, but yeah. overall the wrestling was just so much better um, from uh, from Colby to get the win here. Yeah, that's it. Where do they go um, to from now? I, well, I mean, sure, really? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of bad blood between the two. Um, there was it wasn't any. Hype to the fight. Yeah, there, there was no no cuddling or anything after no. the after the fight. Um, so obviously, as ex teammates, um, had a falling out, and then over the last couple of, I guess, years, been a lot of back and forth. Um, Covington obviously always has choice words to say before a fight to try and hype it up, but from all accounts, it wasn't a show or anything like that. There really, there really is bad blood, yes. blood between the two. Um, but it might have started same. off as a show, but it's, it definitely yeah. devolves to <laughs> the point that they don't like each other. That's it. It's, and it's, it is what it is. Yeah, Masvidal's had that with a couple of other fighters like Askren. Yes. Is obviously another another fighter that he's had a bit of beef with. Um, both said they'll throw hands mm. in the car park after the after <laughs> the fight if um, if needed. Um, yeah. So, do you see them going around again? Uh, I just say, do you want to bring up the welterweight uh, rankings currently? Because I think Usman's still on that Canelo, um, you know, hype train trying to chase that down. Uh, so mm. Gilbert Burns, can you just check to see if Burns, I think Burns actually might be booked against um, Edwards. Um, so there, there, Masvidal does move down. Uh, yeah, Masvidal, hard to say what he's going to do, whether, you know, there's chat about the Nate Diaz again or Conor McGregor again, just mm. some name fights, but uh, that doesn't really get him any closer to the belt again, I don't think, um, which is unfortunate for Masvidal. Um, there is a lot of good fighters in between him and uh, him and that belt now. So yep. if Burns is booked against Edwards, I think winner of that probably gets Usman. Yep. So Burns' next fight um, in the 10th of April is against uh, Kazmat Kamzat, uh, sorry. Yes. Um, yeah. Who's number 11 currently, but big time up and comer. Like he's yeah, uh, he's on the ascendancy. Um, uh, he's on that Khabib ascendancy essentially. So, yeah, that's – which is – that's a – you know, the kind of – he's ranked 11, but he kind of talks to his um, – yeah, uh, fighting capability. He's getting number two. Yeah, so uh, depending on what Usman wants to do, if he wants to chase Canelo, then uh, by all means, you go do that. If not, maybe yeah, maybe it makes sense that that uh, the trilogy against mm. uh, uh, Colby Covington's what's up next, um, or he gets the winner of that of out of that Burns fight. Yeah, Kazmas. Yeah, that might be a bit of a stretch. Um, I think that would probably be more so to see whether or not Gilbert jumps Covington or if um, Kamzat jumps up to third, fourth. Yeah, You'd be surprised I, I, I to see. I don't know if, if the UFC just wants to do a trilogy like that so soon. You know, Colby, yeah. is, Colby was doing better and better. Like in the second fight, he was doing better than he was in the first fight against Usman, but Usman's yeah. 
kind of gone to another stratosphere currently of where he's at mm. career-wise, hence the chat with Camelo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Leon Edwards, I think, is probably a bit hard done live there as number three. So, mm. Actually, that's probably the, the fight for Masvidal. If I want to get back in that top five, I've got Edwards? that. Yeah, Edwards. I've got the three-piece and a soda um, still to be sorted out because they had that backstage confrontation. They've yeah, right. never officially can't be put together. So, But, you know, that doesn't really help Edwards now because he's now <laughs> significantly ranked higher than Masvidal is. His roles were reversed when they did that you know, two or three years yep. ago. So, Yeah. To be seen, to be seen. Um, yep. Final little bit of UFC news. Uh, Whitaker versus uh, Vittori has been booked. I think that's May-ish. Yeah, um, I think it's... Yeah, so two, two, it's going to be two seventy-five. Yeah, might even be sooner than that. That'll be end of April. Um, I can't find a date as of yet, but they're going to headline that card, I think. Uh, which yep. uh, is one taking on three. Um, so again, potential winner of that. I mean, of course, um, Adesanya has beat both those blokes. Um, Bronson's coming off a loss himself. Cannoneer is probably the next in line for the title shot, but winner of this probably then gets whoever wins the title shot to run it back for either Vittori double time or whether it'll mm. be a three-peat trilogy for Whitaker. So yeah. 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 Again, yeah, very hard sort of division as well. Um, like you've got those top. It's one of the most stacked divisions. We're like, yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously got some names that have sort of slid down there recently. Like you got Costa, you got Till, who hasn't really been that active recently. Yep. Um, yeah, Gaslam's taken a bit of a slide as well. Yeah, Riot Hall's really a name at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, like any one of those guys takes on a fight up against one of those top tier t- fighters, mm. and then they're right back in the discussion again. Definitely. Um, Definitely. It's really, really hard to gauge that one. But. On that, so UFC 275, um, at the moment, they're in talks with getting Glover Texiera and um, Yuri, um, yep. I'm going to mince this, yeah. Prochazka um, fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm assuming that'll that, be that's for, the, to make. for the belt for light heavyweight. Correct. Um, and I think they're also looking at uh, Valentina Shevchenko um, up against Talia Santos as well. Tasty. Um, for that card as well. Where, so. Where's Santos ranked? Is she... Uh, let's find that out. Uh, women's flyweight... Number f- five. Fifth ranked at the moment. Fifth ranked, yeah. Uh, mean, everyone else on that list has already lost to Valentino. So. Yeah, that's it. Like <laughs> Valentino's, um, yeah, basically cleaned the board with that one. So unless you get, like, unless you get a fight where Santos tries to move up the ladder first, mm. um, I guess it's the most logical, logical fight. Um, yep. in that division as well. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting enough. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if and when those those fights get booked, and then what other fights um, are on that card. Um, but yeah, I guess surprisingly enough, Whitaker and Vittori is not going to be the main. Doesn't seem to be the main event on that card. So, oh well, yeah, they'll probably. Well, if that's the case, they've got two title fights ahead of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be number three, but that's still. That's, that's, that's a, a huge card. card. That's a huge card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, in between now and then, there is a couple of other UFC fights um, that will probably preview and wrap up um, as we get closer to those. Definitely. Um, and as they happen. Yeah, when's, when's UFC 273? 
that's a great question. Is it this weekend or the following weekend? I'll bring that up as you bring Mickey on the call. Um, so, two seven three is going to be on the 9th of April. Um, okay, yeah, a couple of weeks away. A couple of weeks away. Uh, we'll preview that when we get closer to it. Yep, that's it. Um, again, that one is another fight with two championship belts on the line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a good one uh, to bring up as we get closer. Yeah, very good. Uh, with that said, I think that's the main potty done. Um, I think we might take a mm. quick pre break because uh, I'm busting and we'll <laughs> get jumped into the AFL very, very shortly. Give us a couple minutes to get that set up and we'll get stuck in. Sounds good. I'll be back. All right. You can talk to yourself if you want. All right, let's see if we can get Mr. Mickey. And then we're going to get stuck into the AFL. Do you hear us, Mickey? Yeah, I can hear you. Let's. All righty. Awesome. Let's put you more central. We're feeling <laughs> in for Peppy. We lost a Peppy Jewelo. He had to leave. Uh, he was feeling a bit sick. Oh, no. good. All right. Welcome, Mr. Mickey, our AFL correspondent uh, <laughs> from the Adelaide. How you doing, lad? Yeah. Thanks, lads. Good to, good to be on. Doing well. How's the weather over there? Hot? Uh, yeah, it's like 36 today, so <laughs> got the aircon on for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we going to do this, Mickey? Have you got them in uh, alphabetical order? One, yeah, we'll yeah. Run through them? Uh, go through the teams in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, speaking of being in Adelaide, we can uh, start with Adelaide Crows first. 
Yes. That's good. I guess by way of introduction, obviously we've got the opening round of the AFL um, season this week. Um, so I guess really yeah. what we're going to do is, yeah, just have a quick run through all the teams um, as they stand at the moment, um, where they sort of finished up last season, um, some some quick stats on, on how they went, mm-hmm. uh, where we reckon they'll get better, what the ish, um, issues are that they should be addressing, and then I guess a prediction um, of where they may or may not sit um, at the end of this season. Mm, agree, agree. Yeah. So, yeah, do you want to kick us off with Adelaide? Yeah, season's only uh, two sleeps away, boys. Actually starting on a Wednesday, which is a bit <laughs> yeah, unusual. But yeah. uh, well, grand yeah. final rematch to start the season and uh, the Ds will be happy to be unveiling the premiership flag at uh, MCG. But yeah, let's get stuck nice. in the season preview. Mm-hmm. So Adelaide Crows finished uh, 2021 with seven wins, 15 losses in uh, 15th place. I think mm. where they get better this year, uh, return of Matt Crouch. So former All-Australian, played zero games uh, last year due to ongoing groin injuries. Uh, he's a big addition into their midfield. Uh, they also picked up um, free agency Jordan Dawson, uh, kind of running halfback, uh, winger, even kind of half forward uh, from Sydney. Good long uh, left foot kick. Uh, he's mm. a good pickup. And then uh, Josh Rochelle is the sixth pick in the draft. He's looked really good in the preseason. He kicked uh, three goals versus Port Adelaide. Uh, so there's some of the players that might make the Crows uh, improve a bit this year. But then yep. I think the biggest issues uh, for them, uh, no techs for the first uh, three games of the year, still serving uh, that suspension for uh, some naughty words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so for those, yeah, that start of the year, it's kind of the question is where do they get their goals uh, in those games? Uh, they were the fourth lowest scoring team last year and without Tex, mm. uh, that's not going to help. Um, so, yeah, they might have a bit of a slow start to the season. Yeah. Do, do you think Tex uh, is going to be vintage Tex? Or do you, do you think another year on, are we, is Tex starting to get a bit bit on on the nose? Uh, like he started last year hot and then kind of yeah. fizzled out. Uh, they really want uh, Riley Tilthorpe. He was their number one pick. Mm. Uh, it's now his second season. He's the heir apparent. Um, mm. you know, so they'll be trying to make him uh, the main man. Uh, Darcy Fogarty's another um, big forward that they'll, they'll want to see some improvement. So, yeah, it's, it's probably about... You know, Tex wanting him to contribute, but starting to to get those younger blokes to really be the um, the center points. Yeah, sort of changing of the guards. They've also got Frio, Collingwood, and Port um, in the first three rounds as well. So not the easiest, probably not the easiest matches um, to go into the start of the season. Um, yeah, but also not the hardest. Uh, yeah. Port and the <laughs> showdowns, obvious one there. That, um, but yeah, Frio and oh, they play in Frio. In Perth? Yeah. Uh, no, Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yep. yeah. So maybe they could sneak one of those maybe. Um, yeah. So where do you think the crumb finish? Slight improvement? Maybe a – yeah, so they were 15th last year, maybe a slight improvement to 13th, 14th. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still a young team, still about getting games into the kids. You know, Rochelle, as I mentioned, 
Harry Schonberg's a, a midfielder who started to show a bit of promise last year. And then uh, Fogarty and Tilthorpe as the, the forwards. They want to get games into them. So, mm. yeah, maybe a slight improvement, but, yeah, no no rapid rise up the ladder. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I suppose speaking of slight improvement, Sean, you'd probably be pretty interested in this next team. <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely want to see improvement from, from the Brisbane Lions. Uh, so what do we have? They finished last year with 15 wins, 7 losses and were 4th position. Uh, they did, of course, lose in the second week of the finals to the Western Bulldogs by one point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty close, uh, disappointing loss in the finals there. So where they get better, uh, return of Cam Rayner, former number one pick, mm-hmm. uh, missed mm-hmm. all of last year uh, due to ACL injury. He's back. And I think a lot of last year, uh, Lockie Neal, Jared Berry, they played some games, but they also carried injuries Very for long up. stretches. Mm. Uh, they look healthy now. Uh, yeah, especially Jared has looked on fire in the, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He's um, getting heaps of touches. And then uh, they probably missed uh, Eric Hipwood towards the end of last season. He got injured. Uh, I don't think he's ready to go just yet, but uh, hopefully he kind of, does the reverse of last year and he comes back towards the end of the season for the finals push and uh, yeah, gives them a bit of a boost uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah. I like, I like how you picked out Cam Rayner in that. Cause from what I've seen, he looks very trim. Uh, you know, he came for me, he came into a, in the league, maybe a little bit pudgy, you know, had some of that baby fat, but now he's rounding into a, looking like an elite AFL um, forward. So interesting to see how he goes to start the year as well. Yeah, well, when he kind of got drafted, he was, you know, the next Dusty was mm-hmm. the comparison because he was kind of thick through the hips and the, <laughs> the quads and that kind of stuff. And, he, yeah, so he's played a lot of uh, forward time because maybe he hasn't had the tank to run through the middle. But, yeah, yeah if mm-hmm. you can add Rayner as a midfielder to Lyons and Zorko and Neil and McCluggage running through the centre, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's you're starting to bat pretty deep uh, in the midfield. Um yeah, the biggest issues I see for Brisbane, uh, they didn't really add anyone. They're just kind of hoping for mm. you know, getting growth from inside. So no real notable free agents or draftees. And then like, yeah. I think Brisbane, they're good to go in the regular season, but can they get over the finals hump? You know, it's in the last three years, they've been one and five in the finals mm. Uh, mm. with five of those games being played at home at the Gabba. You know, that's a... You know, uh, twice they've been um, 0 and 2 and, yeah. and out of there in straight sets. So, you know, they they can't, um, yeah, they can't seem to progress into the GF and then into winning the thing. So, mm. you know, is that, yeah, can they get over that hump? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Still a, it was still a very young team, but like you say, they do need to take that next step. Um, yep. Should still contend, probably you know, make it into the top four, but yeah. Got to, got to capitalise on that premiership window. We've talked a lot about windows. Um, so, yeah. potentially last year it's open, uh, depending on what happens with Lockie Neal, if he wants to go back out west. Um, so, yeah, a lot riding on this season. And a lot needs to go their way. Um, hopefully, they have a, a really good season. That's, fingers crossed, that's <laughs> that's the hope, <laughs> especially from the, the closet Lions fan on the end of the table. <laughs> Who's next on the list? Yeah, oh, the blue yeah, baggers top four contend for top four again but yeah i think if this is the year for them to get it done if they don't get it done this year then mm. they might miss their chance but yeah yeah, yeah agree, agree your blue baggers right. mickey yeah carlton next on the list uh so 
disappointing eight wins, 14 losses, and a 13th position last year. Mm-hmm. Where they get better? Yeah, they finally added some midfield depth by adding genuine midfielders. So last year, <laughs> tried to get Zach Williams as a free agent, make him a midfielder. He's not really one. He's a halfback flanker. This yep. year, they've gone after uh, Chera uh, from Fremantle. And then George Hewitt, who's probably a bit of a sneaky uh, signing during the free agency, but uh, he should provide really good, uh, valuable uh, depth to the midfield. He's a good uh, tagger and defensive kind of midfielder tack- tackle machine. So, yeah, Chera Hewitt uh, really mm. should be there to help out Cripps and Walsh and add a bit of depth uh, to the midfield. Uh, excited to see what Michael Voss does as coach, you know, second chance. Uh, yeah, definitely. He was a fairly young coach when he first had a crack at Brisbane Lions. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out, but gone back. He's been at Port Adelaide the last few years uh, where they've had some success and, and he's probably matured uh, as a coach, you know, of course was a fantastic player. Um, so really hoping he, um, yeah, in his second crack at a head coaching gig um, works out well. Yeah, and he's got to fix, like, the big issues last year were our lack of pressure and disposal uh, efficiency. So they're the two issues that uh, he would be red hot on fixing. Uh, other issues to overcome for the Blues, I think the loss of Liam Jones uh, to retirement, uh, you know, didn't officially say it because was COVID vax related, but you could put two and two together <laughs> yeah. uh, with the timing. But I think he leaves a bit of a hole at centre half back, uh, mm. and it looks like maybe Mitch McGovern might be switched from a forward to uh, the the back to fill in that. Mm. But yeah, that's a bit of a hole that needs to be filled. And up front, they're super reliant on uh, Harry Mackay and uh, Charlie Kerno. Uh, yeah, so can't afford for any of those two not to be on the park. Yep. The problem yeah. is that they're they're pretty brittle. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, if, um, yeah, there was a few times last year when Mackay was out and they were playing Cripps or Matthew Kennedy, who are big-bodied midfielders, are playing them as a full forward. We just didn't really have a plan B if uh, kick it to Harry, plan A doesn't work out. So, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. have to come up with maybe a plan B and plan C this season. That'll be good. <laughs> Where do you think you, you see them finishing? Is, is this a bit of uh, head or heart? Uh, I think they're in the fight for eighth. I'm not going to put them in there. I think, uh, you know, I'm sure stats will come out. You know, they've been like the eighth, last eight, nine years, whatever it is, that they haven't won a game in the first two <laughs> um, weeks. And they all, they love Richmond talking about And then Western Bulldogs straight up. So they're not being eased into it. If they can sneak one of those two, you know, maybe a chance. But you don't want to start from 0-2 again. Again. Um, yeah, and yeah. I, it's hard because you have to look at the, uh, the teams who are in the top eight last year. You know, how many of them do you see making it again? How many do you see sliding out? Yep. Uh, we'll get to GWS later, but I'm mm. maybe they're the only one who I'm sure will slide out. So, you know, maybe only one team from outside last year's eight jumps up. So yeah. I reckon there'll be a bit of a log jam yeah. in the middle of the table. So yeah, Carlton could be as high as eighth, could be as low as 12th. <laughs> kind of prediction. So. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that, that middle of the pack fire to get into the eight going to be really exciting this year, I reckon. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because a team like the Bombers, we'll get to them later, kind of in yep. that in that kind of pack as well, and uh, where they played uh, towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, they're definitely going to be. It's going to be a big fight, bit of a logjam there, def- definitely. Collingwood. Yeah, well, they really dropped down uh, the ladder last year after mm. uh, being grand final not that long ago. They only had the six wins, uh, sixteen losses, which of course saw. Uh, Nathan Buckley out, so new yeah. coach uh, this year, uh, Craig McRae, former uh, Brisbane Lions. So, yeah, they finished second last last year. Do you, yeah. do you uh, think some of those struggles were potentially more the off-field drama than the on-field stuff? Because uh, they had the whole yeah, Eddie, Eddie yeah, situation think, yeah. and all the, the back and forth with essentially the whole front office was getting turned over. So Yeah, it, it doesn't help yeah. the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not the start to the season uh, you want but mm. yeah I mean, hopefully for pies fans they'll be thinking uh from second last i think you know the only way to go is up so <laughs> how they get better than last year You'd hope i think so. nick dacos mm-hmm. uh very highly uh recruited you know regarded uh recruit yep. uh, has already looked pretty good uh in the preseason uh midfielder but they may be running him off uh the half back line uh even but yeah he looks like a, a star already. Uh, Pat Lipinski's come across from the Bulldogs. Uh, couldn't really get a game in their midfield, so he adds a bit of depth uh, to their midfield. And it looks like uh, there might be uh, Scotty Pendlebury. He might be swinging out of the midfield more onto the halfback line, use his uh, good decision-making skills uh, to bring it out of defence and, and link up with the midfield and the forwards. So uh, that might be uh, where they get a bit better. But, yeah, I think the biggest issues they have is the forward half. Uh, there were times last year they really struggled to score. Uh, third lowest scoring team. Uh, the, the 12 forwards, uh, they don't really put the fear into anyone. You know, maybe Mason Cox with his uh, officially his approved uh, sunnies <laughs> uh, now. Maybe he's a bit more intimidating. But, yeah, yep. Cox and Majacek, yeah, they don't really uh, – yeah. Jamie Elliott's probably their um, best forward, and you know, yeah, little uh, small forward, maybe Dugowie uh, down there as well. So, yeah, for the Pies, uh, putting on scores and, and outscoring teams is where they're going to struggle, I think. So it sounds like very much a repeat of last year, maybe slight improvements, but yeah, you know, bottom four again. Yeah, I think so. Mm. So I think Monks Bombers up next. SM. Yeah. Uh, finished 11 and 11 last year, so right at 500. Uh, yeah. Did finish eighth, so snuck into that spot, but did lose the first week of the finals, getting hammered by the Western Bulldogs by 49. What do you think they've done? Have they done enough in the off season, or have they gone more of the development? Are they focusing on those young fellas to kind of take the next step? Yeah, they had a big draft pool in 2020. Yeah. Uh, had. Archie Perkins, Nick Cox, Harrison Jones, uh, they all made a little bit of an impact. Uh, and, and Perkins in particular has looked um, pretty good this uh, preseason. Yeah, so they'll be hoping they can uh, drive the growth and the, the improvement. And mm. um, already saw kind of there was some growth from guys like uh, Darcy Parrish. Uh, he really stepped up uh, last year, became a genuine A grader. Uh, yeah. Anzac Day was really his... Uh, coming out uh, parade mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he won a few best on grounds uh, last year but yeah, yeah. Uh, Jai Caldwell he's a guy from the Giants he only played about 
handful of games before he got injured. Mm-hmm. I think McGrath was injured for bits. Shield, Heppel. Yeah. Uh, they all miss big chunks of time. But if they all play together, that's that's a really good midfield. Um, yeah. Definitely. I, yeah, I really like. If they their midfield can keep healthy, um, I think, yeah, they'll do very well and this season. Um, and they, yeah, I think probably one area that I wanted to touch on was um, they also picked up Jake Kelly from the Crows. Um, so hopefully help um, solidify that back line as well a little bit, um, hopefully. So where are their biggest issues? Yeah, I think so. We didn't mention their, their mids of their strengths, but I think mm-hmm. their talls are, are potentially their biggest issues. So yeah. uh, Cal Hooker, who was a bit of a swingman between attack and a def- defence, he's retired. And then Michael Hurley, who has been a really good uh, fullback, and a halfback for them, he missed all of last year. He's battling ongoing hip injury, so you know, really kind of awkward mm-hmm. kind of injury. Uh, you know, he's still battling that. He's still not back yet. Uh, so that's a bit of a hole. I think, you know, the man on Monk's shirt yeah. there, and they need him to, uh, <laughs> he's a cult figure, uh, need him, uh, two metre Peter, and then Harrison Jones. They're the ones who've got to step up to provide the improvement um, from mm. last year. And it'll be interesting just to see how it goes. Um, some of these clubs, you know, they've done these transition plans, uh, you know, uh, Malthouse to Buckley yep. is one example, but yeah, uh, Essendon going from, uh, Wusha to now truck rutten. Uh, is mm. it going to be a smooth transition? Is it going to be a bit of a bumpy ride? Uh, it seemed like rutten was really taking a lot of the reins last year anyway, so mm. it should be a, a pretty smooth handover. But um, yeah. yeah, that could be something they have to overcome this year. Yeah, that's it. Um, I think also they um, picked up uh, in the draft Patrick Voss um, from GWS Academy. Um, he's, I think he's going to be that tall utility, so I think he's like just under two metres. So hopefully, yeah, he can either develop into a good back or forward um, mm. player and really help out um, with that tools group. Um, I think they also picked up um, Dale Tapping um, as his forwards assistant coach from the Lions. Um, so I really help, yeah, their forward pack as well, so which I like. Where do you think – where do you see that? <laughs> What's your heart say? I can't, yeah. The notes there are sixth um, as a ceiling. I can't see them getting past the six. Um, I think your top four is almost pre-set at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, five and six are, yeah, there are thereabouts. Look, if they're playing finals football, if they can get through first week of final football, I'm happy. Um, I think, yeah, they're still a relatively young team. They've still got heaps of improvement. Mm. Um, so I'm just happy with that slow burn, just keep on improving year on year. Um, until they get into that top four. So, yeah, I'm happy anywhere between eight and six, really. Yeah, well, yeah. their window really hasn't Thomas opened. fans have been <laughs> crying out for um, a, a finals win. Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. been, I think, 6,000 <laughs> days and counting or something like that. So. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I'm happy just to get into finals at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope they make it and then lose first week, so it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an evil man. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. Up next, we're going to talk. Continue on. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about Fremantle. Um, they finished ten wins with twelve losses in eleventh space. Space oh, position. Sorry, <laughs> space. What was the space? Position. Uh, where do you see them getting better this year, Mickey? 
Yeah, so they got a couple young mids who really starting to show um, like they're quite highly drafted and they're mm. starting to live up to the potential. So mm. uh, Andrew Brayshaw was a number two pick. Uh, he's really looking uh, quite strong. Uh, Caleb Sarong. Uh, yeah, so those two guys uh, continuing, uh, hopefully uh, take some of the pressure off uh, Nat Fife and Dave Mundy as, as the older boys mm. in the midfield. Uh, so, mm. yeah, improvement from those guys. Uh, young running defender Hayden Young. He's he showed really good signs, good user, uh, left foot, uh, long left foot kick. Uh, but he's only played uh, what's that? Thirteen games across mm. two seasons. Yeah, they'll really be hoping uh, from get more out of him this year, get a bigger impact uh, from him. Mm. Do you think though their season is dependent on Nat Five? Oh, yeah. I think they've got uh, Nat Fife and then Matt Tabner, uh, two mm -hmm. crucial uh, players from them. You could probably throw uh, Sean Darcy in there as their ruckman. But, yep. yeah, uh, Fife he, he's uh, too tough for his own good sometimes, doesn't uh, preserve himself yeah. uh, very well, throws himself uh, into some dangerous situations. Uh, well, what's he been struggling with? Yeah. Shoulder injuries? Like yeah, shoulders, shoulders are um, a bit banged probably up. from carrying the team. For <laughs> past 10 years, but, um, yeah, he's yeah. a little layup of a joke there. But yeah, Matt Tabner as well. He's actually been a bit of a project guy at, at full forward, and when he's on the park, uh, he's producing uh, nicely. But yeah, again, uh, hasn't been. Uh, he played sixteen games last year, so mix missed uh, six. Um, mm. Yeah, they'll be wanting to get full seasons. Uh, out of those guys. Definitely. Yeah, and, and mm. I wonder uh, for Frio. So they picked up Jordan Clark from Geelong, a uh, bit of a speed speed guy, a runner. And then Will Brody is a, a bigger body inside mid, picked him up from Gold Coast Suns. And I'll be hoping between the two of them, they can kind of cover the loss of uh, Chera, who was um, mm. yeah, starting to look pretty good uh, for Frio dogs. last year. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't see them changing much uh, from last year. They're in that middle of the table uh, log jam between 8th and 12th, yeah. you know, yeah. similar to Carlton, uh, GWS, some of the others. So, um, yeah, maybe some improvement, but, you know, is it going to be enough to push them up, you know, into a genuine finals contender? I'm, I'm not convinced. Yeah. yeah. I really liked what Darcy was doing last year. Um, really came on strongly as a ruckman. So um, potentially uh, that with the support of the others and the health, yeah, they could maybe challenge that eighth spot. But uh, outside of that, um, I think they're going to struggle again um, or, or get stuck in that log jam, as you say. I think the uh, the season success, they won, I think it was about the first time in six years they beat West Coast last year. So... Uh, yeah, if they yeah. can win one or two games against West Coast, they'll probably count it as a success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what's up next? Geelong? Father time? Yeah, the, the <laughs> old boys. Um, yeah, so Dad's Army, they are. Yeah, 16 wins, uh, six losses. Finished last year in third. Mm. Uh, you know, a kick away from finishing as minor premiers, but Maxi mm -hmm. Gorn... Had something to say about that. And then yes. uh, Melbourne you know, creamed them in the uh, prelim final by 83 points. Wasn't even a contest. Mm -hmm. uh, so where they get better 
Uh, they had Jeremy Cameron. He was a big recruit uh, last year. Only played yeah, the 15 was. games. Yep. So they'll be hoping to get a full season out of him. Uh, get mm. full season out of uh, Cameron and, and Hawkins. That's a potent forward line. And uh, where mm. they uh, they miss Tom Stewart uh, big time in the final series. He's there. He's their leader down back. He's a three-time All-Australian. Uh, he's been promoted to their vice-captain. Uh, shows how highly he's rated by the club. And, uh, yeah, his absence was really noted uh, in the final series. Uh, so they'll be uh, happy to have him back. But yeah, their biggest issue, they're, they're real dad's army. Uh, this was yeah. a bit of pot kettle stuff when I was going through <laughs> these notes. Saying, oh, they've got these, all these players over 30 and then you realise yeah. all these guys are the same age as you. But, yes, um, that's it. I went yeah, through. So they've got 11 players 30 years or, or older. Um, so when you have 22 on the field yeah. you know, in your lineup and half your team's over 30, um, <laughs> not great. So, yeah, you do wonder if they have enough speed to compete with the other top four uh, hopefuls. That's you yeah. know, the AFL. They want to see faster, faster footy. You know, last year with the, the new stand, you know, you know, man on the mark rule, they wanted to see faster footy. So, mm-hmm. you know, in the past, when Geelong's been up there, they've had the option to rest key players. But are they, are they going to be up the top of the ladder, you know, with enough of a lead to you know rest key players? I, I don't think they will. So, mm. you know, all these older guys are going to have to play week in, week out. Um, yeah, are they yeah. going to have enough uh, energy come final series again? So that's it. You're really putting a lot of pressure on the younger players to sort of, I guess, bridge that gap in terms of. I guess the speed and agility um, that they see, but I, yeah. That being said, you look at that list like they're they're pretty handy players as well. Like you wouldn't not want to have those guys on the field for you as well. Just having them all yeah, together yeah. makes it yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they're gatekeepers. <laughs> uh, I think your prediction there are probably in that fifth to sixth round range is probably right. Um, I always feel like at the currently with the way the league is, you, to to win a premiership, you've got to go through Geelong. So that's why I think they fit right there as a gatekeeper. If you can play a tough, grindy out game against a veteran side like that, then you've put yourself in good stead to potentially make a run at, at winning a premiership. So I think it's a fair kind of spot there, being a fifth or sixth. Yeah, I mean, they'll win their fair share of games at home and they play their home ground mm. uh, really well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think 2020 grand final, third quarter, uh, Dusty shut their premiership window. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think they'll be in the finals. Um, but like you said, a bit of a gatekeeper for the, the clubs that are going to compete for the premiership. Mm. Someone that's probably not going to be competing for a premiership this year is going to be Gold Coast. <laughs> uh, they had seven wins and 15 losses for 16th. Uh I don't see much improvement, unfortunately, for 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 the club. Um, potentially going to be bottom again. What are your thoughts here, Mickey? Yeah, I think Matt Rowell is the one that people are hoping um, to get around. He's kind of Got in his healthy. third season now. Showed showed a bit. You know, he came stormed onto the league uh, his first season, and then has had uh, knee and shoulder injuries. So. Mm. Yeah, everyone's hoping that he gets back to the form that he showed when he first debuted. Uh, Jared Witts, their ruckman and their captain, he only played three games last year due to an ACL. Mm. Um, yeah, so they'll be happy to have him back. Uh, you 
know, he makes a big difference for them. But yeah, their biggest issues, I think, you know, is, is where do they score points? Um, they were the lowest scoring team last year and they've lost uh, Ben King, uh, their full forward. He's already gone for the season uh, due to an ACL and, and he's the guy that they couldn't afford to lose. He kicked 47 goals last year. Uh, the next highest was Josh mm. Corbett with 23. So Jesus. King had double, you know, anyone else. Um, yeah. So they've they've picked up new recruits. Uh, Marbio Chol, he's come across from Richmond, seeking more opportunities. And then Levi Casbolt, I think he retired, then unretired, which is probably the <laughs> chat of the day. Um, but yeah, he's <laughs> um, he's ended up at yeah. uh, Gold Coast as well. Uh, so they'll be hoping those guys can kind of fill uh, the Ben King-sized hole. But uh, yeah, I think my prediction, I, I see these guys yeah, uh, running last. And I think unless Matt Rowe yeah, right. gets on a heater you, or you have Suns fantasy players, you probably aren't tuning in to, to watch this team <laughs> yeah. unless they're playing against your yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, just by default, yeah. Yes. Not a late yeah, view. Yeah, it's been their 11th or 12th season as a as a franchise and they've been a bit of a disappointment. They're probably not changing that this season. No. And yeah. after all the support they got to stand up the franchise and to get all the things through, like, yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment. Um, we don't need to talk about long-term if the Gold Coast are going to stay there or whether they'll have to uh, move them elsewhere. But, yeah, it's, uh, if you're a Gold Coast fan, dire times ahead, I think, is, is what I'm oh, saying. Tassie keeps petitioning the league for a team, but I don't know if you can move a team called the Suns down to Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, the, the wet and miserable. Might need to, yeah, <laughs> might need to rebrand that one. Uh, yeah. What What do you reckon the fix for the Suns is? Um, if you can sum that up quick, like good players. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, it's really hard to know because it, it seemed like when Ablett was there, they were getting improvement. And, yeah. and then their first coach was Guy McKenna mm-hmm. and they decided, they sacked him and they probably um, went too quick on that one. And they've kind of been, yeah. since then, it's been a bit of a basket case. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think some of their young players are committing to staying at the club. They did have a bit of a problem of you know, mm. guys like... Um, Tom Lynch, uh, Charlie Dixon, yeah. you know, Dion Prestia, some of these you know, big recruits are kind of left. So it does seem that some of their guys are, are hanging around. Um, so mm. maybe just a bit of patience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, whether the league will give them that patience or not is going to be the, <laughs> the, the, the chat going forward. But like I said, um, not a – Great outlook on the future. Speaking of a team with probably not a great outlook is the GWS Giants. They did win 11 games and 10 losses. Uh, with one draw, they finished seventh, were eliminated in mm. the finals by Sydney by one point. Um, no, they what Sydney. they won, sorry, yeah. Sydney by one point and then lost the next week to Geelong uh, by 35. Where do you see them going? They've Is it mostly just the young fellas got to step up? Hogan's got to be healthy? Yeah, Hogan's a big one for them. Um, so, you know, played nine games last year. Decent output, mm. uh, 20 goals from those uh, games. But he was kind of, uh, they have Hogan and Himmelberg. And then last year they had Jeremy Finlayson uh, as the kind of three tools. But Finlayson's, uh, he's at Port Adelaide now. So, yeah, it's mm. really on uh, Hogan and Himmelberg uh, to be the 
key bananas up front. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got to yeah. play, you know, double the games that he played last year yep. uh, for them to get better. And then, uh, yeah, the young midfielders, Jacob Hopper, Tom Green, Lockie Ash, uh, starting to uh, show some good signs. And they do, uh, you know, bat pretty deep and will probably allow them to use guys like uh, Tim Taranto and Stephen mm-hmm. Cornelio probably more in the forward half if, if those younger guys come through and can be trusted to, to kind of deliver in the midfield. Mm. But yeah, I think the biggest uh, hurdle that they're going to have to overcome is uh, no Toby Green for the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really, they tend to struggle when Toby's uh, out of the lineup. You know, obviously that, that really yeah. silly decision in the, in the uh, Sydney final last yep. year, just to you know, unnecessarily, uh, touched that umpire, which got the three, and yeah. then the AFL stepped in to extend it out to six. So, yep. yeah, they could be playing catch up all year. They start poorly while he's serving that suspension. They could be trying to, you know, um, yeah, start poorly and catch up all yeah. year. Did they? So did, I think they're in the, did they tweak the rules yeah, around? Uh, was it tweak the rules or added an extra emphasis on? player and referee conduct. I think I saw something to that effect uh, during last week or the week before that they were kind of not, uh, maybe not stamp it out, but the better look. They, they Essentially, they don't want another Toby Green incident, I think. Um, I can't remember if it was a rule change or they're going to put an extra emphasis on it, but, you know, it's a Toby Green rule essentially now. So um, I'll be interested to see how, how or if any of that impacts the, the, the games to start the season. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's an official rule, but the precedent's been set, hasn't it? That um, yeah. you know, this is the example now. Um, like you say, prediction for them uh, probably in that log jam with the others fighting for a spot to make it into the eight. Uh, yeah, but I think they're they're one of the teams that probably made the finals last year that I don't see back there again this year. Yeah, I mean when they they've made yeah. finals and won a final five of the last six years, but. Yeah, probably not this year. So I'm moving on to Hawthorne. They finished last year with seven wins, 13 losses and two draws to finish 14th. Um, where do you see them getting better? They've got a new head coach as well. Um, with the, oh, Did they end up with a new head coach? How did that, how did yeah, that yeah, saga so all play first out? First time in a long time for Hawthorne. The, you know, the, uh, the great one, Alistair uh, Clarkson, uh, got shown the door. So I think Hawthorne's yeah. still paying him this year, but they're <laughs> um, putting a lot of trust in, um, you know, one of the captains that served under Clarko yep. of uh, Sam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's taken the reins. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I probably got high hopes for the Essendon transition being smoother than the Hawthorne one. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, they're... Where they get better than last year, I think uh, the number seven pick from the last draft, uh, Josh Ward, he's looked uh, pretty smooth uh, in the preseason. He's had good opportunity to get good midfield minutes because uh, they've kind of sat uh, Tom Mitchell and Jaeger Amira. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't played them in preseason, so Ward's had a, a really good run of it. Uh, James Sicily, uh, he missed all of uh, last year uh, two due to an ACL, he's kind of their barometer. He adds a bit of the feistiness mm. uh, in their back line. Uh, they'll be glad he's back. 
And then a guy, uh, Sean, you'll probably like this guy because, you know, Denver Granger Barras <laughs> is the number six pick in uh, 2020. He's a tall defender. They got five games out of him. Uh, if he can play a bit more last year, they were using Ben McAvoy. You know, he's probably their number one ruck. They were using him a bit in defence last year. But if uh, Granger Barras can lock down a defensive post, they can use McAvoy more in the ruck or more up forward. So um, they'll be hoping that that's what happens. So where, where's their struggles? Is it mostly in their back line in the defence? Yeah, running defenders to start the year. So they've got um, CJ, Giath, mm. uh, and then Jarman Impey, Will Day. They're all really exciting uh, running defenders. They provide lots of X factor and they're all injured. Uh, I think Giath mm. may be a question mark whether he can actually get back a bit earlier than uh, they think, but... Yeah, without them, they're just a bit vanilla. Uh, these these guys really provide the X factor. And I think, you know, we said, though, where they finished last year? It was 14th. 14th yeah. That was probably a bit yeah. higher than they deserved. They kind of got a bit of a bump at the end of the season when, you know, it was announced that Clarko was leaving. Yeah. Uh, it seemed he, he waved the magic wand one more time, got a few, you know, three wins and one draw to kind of finish the season. Mm. And I bumped them up a few spots, but... You know, for most of the year, they were bottom two, bottom three. So, you know, mm. uh, I see them probably sliding back down uh, a couple of spots because, yeah, that that uh, run towards the end probably bumped them up a bit higher than uh, where they should have been. Yeah, and probably competing with Gold Coast um, or the Spoon, uh, we think. Speaking of a team that won't uh, be in the bottom <laughs> half, it'll be probably out of the top, uh, leaping the the competition um, last year. we got Melbourne. They finished with 17 wins, only four losses, one draw. They, of course, finished first, were the premiers and won that grand final by a small margin in 74 points. So um, yeah. very dominant display from them last year. Do we see them continuing as it's the start of a new dynasty? What do you think? Yeah, the AFL kind of, it seems to have a bit more of these dynasties, you know, Brisbane mm. Lions in the early... Uh, 2000s and then Geelong was strong for a period, uh, Hawthorne mm. and then Richmond. So it does seem to have these kind of, uh, you know, once you get to the top, you do kind of tend to stay there for a little while. Uh, I think they're going to really enjoy playing in Melbourne this year. Um, oh, yes. You know, plenty of good times ahead for these players and their fans at the G. Yeah. Um, they're going to love that. Uh, yeah, biggest issues for them. I, I'm having a clutch of straws to, to find any. <laughs> They didn't lose any key players to free agency retirement. You know, yeah. uh, Oliver Petrarca, they're right in their you know sweet yeah. spot of their careers. Uh, a big loss maybe for them was fitness guru uh, Darren Burgess. He's uh, really helped Melbourne last year. Uh, he's now joined Adelaide. Yeah, and we, potentially mm-hmm. with him and his fitness expertise, they really had a, a sweet, sweet injury run last year. They really only lost Adam Tomlin, Tomlinson to an ACL. And then Harrison Petty, he was a very serviceable replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're going to get another golden run uh, with injuries or they're going to have to battle uh, a bit more than they did last year. So, um, But, yeah, I think you know, if they get their best team on the park week in, week out, I can really see them back in the grand final uh, once again. Yeah, 100% this agree. This time at, at the MCG. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, consistency is probably going to be their challenge this year. Like you said, keeping everyone healthy, keeping them all in the park, uh, putting 
long periods of wins together and yeah, dominating the competition, not playing down to the competition's level. Because they did that a little bit last year. But yeah, I, I think if you know the, they stand up for the big games and, and if they can keep that up, they will put on a lot of points this year. Yeah, well, that, that's a very good point because they did lose to Adelaide and lose to Collingwood mm. last year and then, you know, who are down bottom four, but then whenever they yeah. played a top four team seemed to turn it up. So, yes. yeah, um, making sure that they are on song against the lower clubs uh, can be an area that they can improve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then we've got to talk about uh, another Melbourne club up in the north, though. North Melbourne uh, finished uh, with four wins, 17 losses, um, with one draw for 18th place um, for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you, Well, I guess it's only up for them. Well, I guess they can finish <laughs> last. Uh, they, they could finish last again, but everything else is upwards. So uh, Can only improve. Yeah, what do you think for them? They did get the first uh, first round pick and he arrives – um, into the squad. What do, you, what do you think for them? Yeah, so Jason Horn francis as you've just alluded to, he's going to um, bring some improvement. I think the second year, it's now their second year under coach David, David uh, Noble. So players are now uh, you know, familiar with him and his uh, way of doing things, how he wants them to play. Uh, they'll probably be a bit more settled uh, this year than last year. I think uh, Jai Simpkin, uh, Luke Davies, Uniac, a few of their younger uh, midfielders, they started to show some real improvement uh, towards the end of last year. So they'll be hoping uh, they can take another step up uh, this year, a uh, few more games into them. Mm. Uh, but the biggest issues, I think, just a lack of genuine A graders. Uh, in, I mean, sadly, the, their best player for the past few years, Ben Cunnington, he, is currently away receiving treatment uh, for, sec- mm. for testicular cancer. I think it's his second round of um, treatment. So, yeah, that's sad news. And, you know, I mean, you know, first and foremost, yeah. he's got to get healthy um, before worried about, you know, whether he's going to play football again. But yeah. I think uh, he did make an appearance at the you know one of the uh, training sessions over summer just to say hello to the boys. And, mm. and that yeah. was uh, quite a boost for the whole club. So, mm. Uh, yeah, we'll be hoping he can get back. But yeah, his loss uh, yeah, is yeah not one they'll have to recover from. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, you've got them there with six wins as a prediction, which is two more, of course, than last year, uh, which would be a good result improvement. Uh, hopefully, bump them out and not get the spoon. My question was going to be though, how many games do they play in Tasmania this year? Because I think I think uh, most of their wins come from when they play down <laughs> in Tassie. Um, so. True. That that would be my uh, my question. Um, how do they have more? Do they are they going to play? What did they play last year? They play four games in Tassie. Yeah, they probably had a, a bit more than normal last year because of uh, COVID. Uh, Tassie seemed to be a, a place that got a few more games. Mm. I think uh, both Hawthorne and North Melbourne usually play about three games down in Tassie. So um, yeah, so then they've got to. Maybe find yeah. three wins outside of Tasmania. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, what do you got there? So yeah, it looks like they're booked for four games at um, Bloodstone Arena. So um, they need to find yeah. those two games outside of Tasmania to get to your <laughs> six-win prediction, and hopefully avoid the spoon. Uh, where are we? Back to Adelaide. 
Port Adelaide this time. Uh, they finished second, of course, last mm. year. 17 wins, five losses. They won their home qualifying final against Geelong, but then lost the prelim final against Western Bulldogs by, again, another small margin in a large 71 points. Where do you think they go to from here? To me, it's felt like in that final... Um, they lost their marbles maybe is the, the analogy. It just kind of all went out the window and they got run over. Do you, do you think they're, they're lacking something veteran-wise, um, some steel, yeah, some I mean, metal? They just really got jumped yeah. uh, in that first quarter. Yeah. I think the Doggies put six goals on them and, you know, they kind of just kind of put their heads down and tail between the legs and kind of rolled over a, a bit yep. easy. Yep. Um, yeah, that kind of happened in, in both the prelims uh, last year. But, mm. you know, where they're hoping they can get better, I think uh, their young brigade of Zach Butters, uh, Connor Rosie, they're really hoping they can take the leap because they're now in their fourth season, mm. you know, uh, all uh, first-round draft picks who showed promise in year one, a bit of improvement in year two. But then last year, both of them missed big chunks of time. You know, mm. Rosie only played six games, Butters seven, uh, yeah, they're the ones who provide the X factor, who can provide the improvement uh, for Port. So uh, Butters and Rosie will be the ones that are you know, looking out for them uh, to see if they can improve, Port will improve. Um, but the biggest issues, I think, uh, Peter Laddams, he was the kind of like number two uh, ruck. Uh, he's now gone to Sydney. And so the question, who's going to support uh, Scott Lysette as their, as their ruck uh, when Lysette uh, needs to rest, uh, who's the kind of second option. Because I've got the four mm. tall forwards in uh, Charlie Dixon, Mitch Georgiadish, uh, Todd Marshall, and then Jeremy Finlinson from GWS, but mm. none of those really stand out as a genuine option. I think Charlie, uh, he takes the rucks inside forward 50, but he, he, they're not going to move him up into the midfield or the defensive side to kind of ruck while uh, Lysette's on the bench. So... Mm. Yeah, that, that's probably a big loss for them, uh, losing Laddams. Mm. And then I think uh, Port Adelaide, a bit similar to Brisbane, yeah, they've lost a home finals. So they've lost home prelims the last two seasons mm. when most teams have, haven't had the luxury of playing at home. But, but Adela- yeah, Port Adelaide's been able to have home finals at Amy's uh, Adelaide Oval, yep. haven't been able to get across the line. So do they have what it takes to you know to make it to the GF and win the GF? So yeah, I see Port yeah. and, and Brisbane is very similar this year. They've they've both been up the top for a little while, but haven't been able to climb the mountain all the way. And so I think again, should you should be up there contending for top four, but I reckon if it doesn't happen this year, yeah, that that's the premiership window closed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely agree with that, Miggy, and their sentiments. Um, yeah, it just and whether they've got what they need, this is probably the same problem Brisbane have got. Whether they've got what they need to tip them over the edge is the question. Um, so we'll have to have to see coming season. It'll be interesting to watch. Something else would be pretty interesting to watch will be where Richmond ends up because the dusty list Richmond ended up being nine wins, uh, twelve losses, one draw to finish thirteenth. To be missed the finals for the first time since 2016. Um, I think a lot's going to be riding on where they finish on how, um, well, 
seems like Dusty's back and he's all healthy. Uh, how far they will go uh, with that squad. Um, but I think, as you list, is one of their big issues here. Very much like Geelong, they're starting to get a bit long in the tooth. So what are your thoughts with Richmond there, Mickey? Yeah, so, yeah, healthy Dusty does make a difference. I think it, yeah. he can still win a game off his own boot, but, you know, he's not... 2017 Dusty that kind of just took the league by storm and yeah. probably had one of the greatest seasons you know, ever. Uh, he's not going to do that again in, in 2022. So, um, you know, he can still win a game for him, but he's not um, mm. yeah, back where he used to be. But much like Melbourne, I think they're going to be love loving being back at the G. You know, during their dynasty there, they were almost unbeatable at the G. Um, your know, Tiger Army loves getting out, supporting him, make that huge roar. Um, they'll love that this year. And then uh, addition for them, uh, Robbie Tarrant. He's a fullback come across from North Melbourne. Uh, adding him into that back line, uh, I think it gives them more flexibility with how they use uh, Noah Bolter. Uh, he could keep him in the back line or they could swing him up forward. And then uh, Dylan Grimes as well. He doesn't have to take... Uh, the big strong uh, forward, you can have Tarrant uh, do that and, and Grimes can be used uh, with a bit more flexibility. Uh, so there's some uh, areas that the Tigers will be, get better this year. Yeah, um, as we've said, are they getting a bit older now? Do they still have that speed that there was a trademark when they, they were just winning, you know, the, the move the ball on at all costs and just outrun teams? Do they still have that as they've got a bit older? Do they... And, uh, is is um, uh, Shay Bolton still playing for them? It's, it, do you yeah, think he, he can fill that that role as you know as their their quick, fast middle middle dude? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, they've been trialing Daniel Rioli, who has been a forward for them. They've been trialing him on uh, in the back line. Uh, so again, try and run some speed. But yeah, um, Bolton. I think Bolton's one of those players that plays better. Uh, when Dusty's in the lineup, uh, mm. he has to shoulder a bit more of a load than he probably can bear when Dusty was out, um, you know, trying to be Dusty 2.0. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they can probably use him um, in a bit more of a forward half role uh, when Dusty's in there rather than having to run Bolton through the the centre bounce kind of thing. But they've got a... Uh, yeah, Cochin is no longer the captain for them. They're now handing over to Dylan Grimes. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes from the under Cochin, you know, the, notoriously during their kind of premiership era, kept things very light. You could, you know, see them at quarter time, three quarter time, having a joke in the huddle. You know, things were very uh, relaxed. It'll be interesting to see what kind of uh, captain and what kind of leadership style does Dylan Grimes uh, bring to the Tigers this year. Mm. Uh, so I've got them in there in the eight to twelve uh, log jam, but of that log jam, probably the most likely of those teams to make the eight. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They've all, they've still got that veteran talent like we talk about that they uh, will challenge those guys um, with the younger up and comers. So, Well, that's, yeah. yeah, as long as, I guess we said, sort of said, as long as they stay healthy the whole season through. Yeah. Uh, if, if, I think Dusty. That's a big question mark. Dusty's injury last year was more of a freak injury than a, something that's kind of going to be reoccurring. So I think he'll be back mm. in here. He'll be good to go for the whole season, so not too worried there. And, you know, having Dusty uh, around, like Mickey said, is going to win him uh, a lot of games. So, yeah, fair fair comment. 
St Kilda up next, uh, finished with 10 wins, 12 losses in the 10th spot in that logjam we have mentioned. Uh, where do they get better? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit hard with the Saints because they're a bit, mm. you know, mm. you're not quite sure what you're going to get last year. I think they, yep. uh, as the record shows, you know, they, they didn't lose too many in a row. They never won too many in a row. They're kind of up, down, up, down. Mm-hmm. Up, but you know, where they might get better, I think they've struggled to find a good role for Brad Hill since he joined the club, uh, mm. former Hawk and former Docker, but maybe found a spot for him on the halfback line, providing that run, uh, plenty of dash uh, could be, uh, you know, he could cement him in that spot. And I think uh, Jaron Geary, he was a bit of a strange choice as a, a captain, uh, probably not well known outside of St Kilda, but uh, now Jack Steele, he's a skipper. You know, he had a fantastic year last year, came <laughs> fifth in the Brown Low, second best and fairest, uh, second All-Australian. And then, yep. you know, he, if the Saints can follow his lead, you know, Put on that cape, man of steel, and uh, you know, I think I think he's uh, he's a smoky for the Brownlow. I would say this year because you know, a few of these mm. doggies and demons guys, you know, they loaded teams, mm-hmm. but Steel is by far and away the best player on his club. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, he's a, he's a enforced co- former uh, Canberra lad, so yeah, special place for us. But <laughs> got to get around, yeah. <laughs> So what are their issues, Mickey? Health? They struggle yeah, a little bit? Yeah, already. I think, you know, every team, obviously, yeah. health is an issue, but already uh, some dramas at uh, Moorabbin. You know, Hunter Clark uh, broke his wrist in the Amy uh, Community Series match mm. and Jack Billings uh, did his hamstring. So, yeah. you know, they're going to be out for the first month. Uh, Nick Caulfield already uh, lost for the season with ACL. And, and then Paddy Ryder, you know, it's a question mark for round one uh, with an Achilles. You know, he's a bit long in the tooth now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, when Ryder and Marshall played last year, they they won more than they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's an important uh, one for the structure of their team. And then Zach Jones, he's taken time away uh, from the club to deal with mental health. So, you know, uh, who knows the, the timeline on that isn't, you know, certain by any means. So, yeah. yeah, some key players for St Kilda are already missing, you know, and we haven't even got to round one yet. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, that's not good signs. So, yeah. prediction looks like probably in that log jam. Again, probably competing, uh, depending on which uh, St Kilda team shows up for you week in, week out. Um, stuck in that log jam of 8 to 12 and um, playing their way into the finals. Yeah, I think so. Probably just you know, tenth last year. You can you can see them probably doing that again. Yeah. Mm. So what do we got next? Sydney, Sydney, the last one. No, we got West Coast afterwards. Yes. So oh, and Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to. I'm, I can't count them, so I was just trying to work it out. So Sydney uh, up next. They finished uh, fifteen wins, seven losses for sixth place. They were eliminated. Um, in that final uh, by 1.2 GWS. Um, probably should have won that game by all accounts. We're trailing by six points and kicked five behinds in a row, so that doesn't help your chances. Uh, so I think of all the clubs we talked about, Sydney for me feel like the one uh, outside of Buddy, of course, on the ascendancy. Like they've got a good young core. Uh, Buddy, of course, is old and he's trying to get his 1,000, I believe. 
still yep. one or two short. Uh, that. He's 9.95. So five to go. So outside of that, but I think the rest of the club's kind of done real well last year and probably went overs where they thought they'd go um, last season with that young talent. So hopefully that young talent can uh, take another step and move them forward. Mm. Yeah, I see them uh, really improving. They really improved last year, but I see them continuing on. Uh, Errol Goulden, Braden Campbell, Chad Warner, Logan McDonald, they're all first-year players who made an impact last year. Another preseason, those kids, that's only going to have helped them. And and a yeah. good news story, I think, is that uh, Paddy McCartan, uh, he's a former number one pick for St Kilda, just had loads of head uh, and concussion mm. uh, issues, but he's now found a spot uh, at Sydney, uh, reinvented himself as a defender. He's got his brother Tom uh, back there in the in the defensive line uh, with him, and uh, they look like really good options as kind of tall defenders uh, shoring up Sydney's uh, back line. But yeah, it's just good to see him healthy and and on the park again. And yeah, yeah an, another piece of the puzzle that'll be helping uh, Sydney get better. And I, I really see the only thing that may be holding them back. Uh, yeah, can be big buddy play enough games yep. and play the games at the right time of the season uh, to make that impact for them. Mm. I, yeah, they're, they're the X factor tip for the year. I think they're the ones that, you know, they lost first week of the finals last year, but I can see them as the ones who you know, could be a bit of a dark horse to kind of get into a prelim or even get into the GF. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah bit, right. bit bullish on the Swans this year. Mm. They they really could finish anywhere inside the top eight. So they 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 could you know sneak in. They could be in the middle pack there, or they could be right at the top. Like it's mm. really dependent on these young boys, as we were talking about taking that step. Um, and you know, healthy buddy uh, kicking. Uh, I'm not going to say a hundred goals, but <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of goals um, for them this year. Or you know, manage him. Like he, he plays the big games. He plays the games important towards the end of the year. And yeah. the other boys can step up in his absence um, yep. while he's um, unavailable. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they they go. Yeah, I was going to ask, do they game manage Buddy a little bit more this season, resting for the games that might not matter as yeah, much? Yeah, I mean, then. they kind of did that last year anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think you know, they've got goal-kicking options. Uh, Tom Papley, uh, mm. Isaac Heaney. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think they will probably kind of look to, yeah, Buddy won't play all 22 regular season games, that's for sure. Yeah. So moving on to West Coast, they finished with 10 wins, 12 losses to get into ninth spot and they missed out on the finals for the first time since 2014. How do we mm. see them improving? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure they will, actually. Yeah. So I think West Coast, my, my kind of sliders down the ladder, mm-hmm. Uh, for this year, um, you know, ninth last year, but mm. you know, wh- where to begin for this year? I think uh, over the summer was a retirement of Brad Shepherd. He was a All Australian in 2020. Uh, he retired due to ongoing concussion mm. uh, related symptoms, which is yeah, really unfortunate yep. uh, for him because yeah. Uh, yeah, very very good player. Um, yeah, one of the better small to medium defenders in in the entire league. So the loss, his loss is a big one. Mm. Um, it's only just happened in the last week, but Jack Darling, he's rejoined the team, mm-hmm. had a long kind of holdout. Got his jab. COVID vax. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, look for a long time that they're going to have to, you know, 
play without him, uh, which mm. would be not ideal because Josh Kennedy, uh, he's pretty old uh, mm. these days. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see does Darling slip into their round one team? What's his conditioning been like while he's been away? Obviously, hasn't played any uh, pre-season or uh, intra-club matches. So, um, yeah, whether he requires a bit more conditioning before he gets out on the park. But a bit like St Kilda, but worse. They've already got a long injury list. Uh, Oscar Allen, Liam Duggan, Dom Sheed, uh, Elliot yeah. Yo. Uh, they're all missing round one. Yep. Uh, Luke yep. Shuey, uh, captain, he's questionable with hamstring. He's just uh, his hamstrings must look like Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had consistent issues. But I mean, Sheed, Yo, and Shuey are probably that's their mm. first choice uh, midfield, and that two out of the three are, are definitely out, and the third is a question mark. That's you don't want to be going into yeah. the season uh, like that. So. I've also just yeah, I, I kind of see them dropping down to maybe around thirteenth or fourteenth, um, which is a bit unusual. The West Coast, one of those teams that they just seem to be able to find a way to compete year in year out and you know, win the bulk of their games over in Perth. But yeah, I think this is a year that they kind of slide down the table a bit. Yeah, that's it. I've just got here. Uh, Tim Kelly's also just been tested positive for COVID, so he's going to be missing round one as well. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was probably that that fourth midfielder who's would be in their top four. So yeah, yep. um, yeah, they're going to start the season on one by the sounds of it. <laughs> they're going to be playing less games in West Coast, well, in Western Australia this year due to the, the the Victoria opening up. Does that hurt their chances as well? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know what they they'd be about one of the only places that have still got restrictions that they've got to deal with over there yeah. and whether that's going to be um, holding them back uh, a bit more. Um, mm. Yeah, definitely won't enjoy uh, some of the home field advantage that they've enjoyed in the past few years, I think. Yeah, definitely. So then I think we're on to the last one. Um, yeah, doggies to finish yeah. up. Yeah, Western Bulldogs, uh, they did finish yeah. last year with 15 wins, seven losses and were fifth. Uh, though midway through the third quarter, it looks like they would be premiers uh, before they get murdered by the Melbourne. Uh, where do we see them improving? They did have a really good list last year. Um, they do get mm. uh, Dunkley back, I believe, after his ACL. So... Um, what are your thoughts you on know, this He had a, a shoulder injury, Dunkley. Who, who am I thinking that did the ACL? Um, um, I mean, obviously, you know, had a great season last year to make it to the grand final. Yeah. Uh, I think they've got the deepest midfielder in the in oh, the league. Easy. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, got uh, Trelaw and Dunkley were a bit underdone last year, but you add them to Bontempelli, McRae, Libber and Baz Smith. Uh, that's a six-deep midfield that'll um, – that's – better than anyone else uh, for sure. So um, keep running those guys through there. They're going to win plenty of games uh, for the doggies. I think uh, another area they can improve uh, is uh, improvement from Jamara Ugelhagen. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, quite, you know, the number, I think he was uh, number two, but you know, essentially number one pick because he was through the academy mm-hmm. uh, from 2020. You know, he only played the five games on a fairly modest output of, of seven goals in those games. You know, can they get improvement out of a 19-year-old in his second season, get him to take another step, uh, another kind of 
uh, string to their bow in their forward line. And I think a big one for them, uh, you saw for Melbourne in the grand final, how important Max Gorn and Luke Jackson were in the ruck. Yep. Uh, the doggies uh, for the ruck, the Tim English, uh, Johnny English, as Sean likes to call him, mm-hmm. now into his sixth season. <laughs> he's played the 69 games. It kind of takes a time for those bigger boys to develop, uh, to put on a bit of uh, muscle, but it's time for him now, 24 years old, uh, to really take the step up and, and be the player who the dogs are hoping him uh, that he could be. Uh, so if, yeah, if he can improve mm. and feed that deep midfield that we just identified, um, yeah, they can get better than last year. Yeah. Uh, I got my Josh's confused. The other one was Josh Bruce that I was thinking of. Yeah, he did miss out. Um, yeah, ACL. So I think he yeah. won't be good to go for the start of the season, but no. potentially midway through the season uh, he comes back. Yeah. yeah. I think um, there was some stuff on social media showing that he was running around back at the start of January, but, yeah, they don't reckon he's going to be back until around about August at the earliest. That's pretty late. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was about the time I think he did his injury last year. It was like round 17 or 18, so it was pretty late mm. in the season. Yeah. Very unlucky for him. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, hey, if they're doing well, that's a good inclusion to have uh, to make a finals push. Well, yeah, it's a good finals end. run if, yeah. once he gets back in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so besides the mental scars, is there any other big <laughs> issues you see for this club? they just got to take yeah. the next step. Yeah, and that was, you know, has conceding 17 of the last 18 goals in the grand final. Is that going to leave a scar? Mm. You know, what's it'll be interesting. You know, it's it's very good from the AFL that just first up, you know, grand final rematch straight <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. You know, can doggies, you know, they look across from them and they see the guys who just belted them uh, in the grand final. Can they get their revenge uh, straight away? Uh, that's yeah. going to be really telling, I think. Um, and you know they've they've had to sit uh, with that performance uh, all summer. You know, is that has that been fuel to the fire to to go one step better, or is that kind of yeah. kind of crippled them? So, yep. um, but yeah, I, I think uh, no reason why they won't be pushing for the top four mm-hmm. and, and pushing even yeah. to go one better than last year again. Uh, very deep list as we've uh, we've been speaking about. Yeah, agree. That's they're it. they're definitely in the top four. So. Uh, to finish us off, I wanted to ask, who's your grand final? Who's your pick? Yeah, so I think I've identified potentially, yeah, the two grand finalists from last year, Melbourne and Dogs, mm-hmm. and then uh, mm-hmm. Sydney as the kind of three teams that I think uh, I'm, I'm really uh, hot on. Mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go Melbourne Sydney grand final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be a bit biased and stick with the, the favourites here, but I think it, uh, I'm going to go with a D's. Lions final. I hope the Lions get in there. <laughs> but I think uh, D's by all accounts, um, hot favourites to repeat for me. Ms. Monkey? Mm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. A lot of those teams make so much sense. Um, D's definitely have a good run at it. They definitely get back in there. Um, I'd probably go, yeah, anyone, Cats, Lions or Swannies, I reckon, could mm. be in there. I mean, Ooh. yeah, dogs could be in there again. Um, yeah, it's that'd... it's just really hard to pick out of those, like that top four, those, those five teams we mentioned, yeah. Yeah, there's five or six teams that are definitely in, in the running. Uh, we've got one clear, clear favourite in the Ds and probably a close second there with the Doggies. 
but yeah, any any yep. one of the others again on their day can put make a push, um, yep. get a win, and then you know be playing in a grand final. So another uh, very interesting electric season to to come our way in the next uh, <laughs> what is it twenty two weeks? So, two days. Yeah, yeah. Wednesday. It starts in two days. Four Wednesday. Yeah. Of course, I want to say thank you to you, Mickey, for joining us uh, to finish off the potty uh, this week as our AFL correspondent. Um, <laughs> thank you for jumping in. Uh, good to uh, join yeah. you, boys. Good yeah, it's to, good to chat. Um, yeah, get into the footy and that's it. Super that's excited it. for the season to kick off. Definitely. Very much so, Definitely. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll let you go, Mickey. Uh, thank you for cool. joining us. Thanks, we'll chat soon. See you later, mate. Catch you later, boys. Catch you and I think Mr. Monkey, that'll probably finish us up as well uh, so, on the yeah. potty. So uh, it's been a good one, another long yeah. one. Got to the preview. Rushed through uh, a lot of sport. Shout, uh, shout out to our main man, Peppy. Hope he's feeling a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. um, had to nick off. Um, uh, but we get out of us in the comments. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on any yeah. of our predictions and the stuff we talked about. Uh, follow us. Uh, give us a subscribe on all the different socials and, and the likes. They all help out. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Monk said in the in- – or Peppy said in the intro, uh, jump on the Carlton Draft for the uh, – on the Esky uh, to get yourself some gear. Esky yep. for 20% off. Um, otherwise, that'll do us for this week. Uh, I did see before Australia declared for 556, so they bat for the first 30 minutes uh, this morning for absolutely no reason. For no reason, yeah. Um, so we'll see what that means, but uh, they will come out. Um, Pakistan are now into bat um, with two overs yep. in, so draw very, very likely. Yeah, it's looking at it that way. Yeah, but yeah, we'll obviously recap that. Talk more sports during the week. Yeah, we'll yeah, have round one of the AFL under wraps, uh, round two of the NRL. Um, might touch on, well, I guess we'll touch on free F1 agency, for the first F1, time. F1, free agency. Yeah. Well, we might not, the race might not have happened. Might the race might not have happened, but, yeah. uh, but the free agency for NFL kicks off, of course, um, on Wednesday, mm. as we talked about. So lots of sport, as well, always. Sport? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, if there was any issues with the stream, we do apologise. That's just James's potato internet, but hopefully it was all good. Uh, and we'll see you, everyone, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, bye, lads. Bye. See you later. <laughs> bye.